Hey guys, here we are back at it for episode 261, 261, I got it this time, of the Brew Chat Podcast. Uh, we're here with Ian Sharp, Bryant Smith, Adventure Fight Guys, and we've got a show coming up this Saturday that's going to live stream down at Barley. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And, um, and all over the internet, so if yeah, you don't live in Chattanooga, you can still watch it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll post the links and stuff on our Instagram and whatnot, and then, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, it'll come out tomorrow, so... Yeah, go check that out. Get down to Barley if you want to do that. And like like Bryant said, get uh, on the interwebs. Watch it on there. Uh, also, get down to Merchants on Main. I've got some prints down there that are pretty dope, and they're exclusive to there, so go check those out. They've also got a lot of cool gift ideas, things like that. Masks are required, but you can go in there and poke around and pilfer. And then uh, Riverside Wine and Spirits, located right there on Manufacturer's Road. They provide the beer for every episode, and we've got an episode with them coming up in three weeks where I think we're going to do some cocktails. So that should be fun. Get on down there, check them out. They're still doing delivery. They're still doing curbside pickup. And then you can also find us on the Hopped Up Network at thehoppedupnetwork.com and then at brewchat.com. And uh, that's brewchat across the board, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, let's do this. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going well. Yeah. Well, Relatively you know, speaking. Yeah, long time to <laughs> see. Going pretty good. Yeah, I don't think I've seen you guys since uh, like March or something. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, yeah. I, I haven't done anything really. I mean, I go to the grocery store and you know occasionally hit up a drive through. Um, that's been my life. I work from home, so I've been. Uh, I I'm excited to be here just because I'm excited to be anywhere. No offense. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's you guys are good company. It's just, man, I'm I'm sitting down in a chair that isn't the my couch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good to see you guys. I've been pretty much. Uh, yeah, we shut this down. Well, not shut it down. We were doing the online stuff there for a while, and then I just got tired of doing that about June. And so crank this back up, but it's been pretty all right so far, and I'm glad to have you guys here. Yeah, we're glad to be here. Yeah, always. Yeah, I've not seen your faces since. I know. Forever. Yeah, I know. We did the uh, remote play adventure fight, and that was yeah. like real fun to see everyone. Yeah. And uh, now here we are again, together again, yeah. talking about rolling dice and pretending yeah. to be elves. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like super you do. stoked. Yeah, so, well, Jared, tell us about this beer. You brought this. Yeah, yeah uh, this one I found. Um, this is from Almanac Beer Company. It's their Passion Project Sour, a sour farmhouse ale aged in oak barrels with cedar spirals, passion fruit, and spices. I like it. It is really nice. It's I get tangy. The, I get the Here, spice. Matter of fact, top me, top me off a the little spice. bit. The spice. You want the ass on yeah, I'll take Yeah, I'll take the butt. I, uh, I'm a fan of sours in general, and this doesn't disappoint. Yeah, this is a yeah. very good. It's very light, very summery. Yeah, it does have a really like intense nose on it, but it doesn't really punch yeah. you in the face as much as you might think. Um, and I will say the bottle is gorgeous. Yeah, the oh, yeah. bottle is absolutely yeah. beautiful. And that is, <clears throat> this label is part of the bottle. It's something a hippie could make oh. a damn good candle with. Right. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, that's yeah, not like a label. Part of the bottle. That's yeah. freaking awesome, man. It is pretty. Barrel aged in Oak in California. California. It's 6.5% alcohol. No, so it's not okay. Yeah, it's not shabby. It's, yeah. a, it's not one of those that's going to, you know, murder a family or whatever. Nope, nope. It's not a cop fighting beer. No, it is not. It's a cheese fighting beer, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that'd be great with some cheese. Oh, yeah. I've been messing around with a lot of cheeses lately. Yeah, what have y'all been doing through the, the teen, the quarantine? Um, I have been uh, doing the Gravy Boys cooking show with mm-hmm. Charles Newby, which has been very exciting. Go follow us on YouTube so I can quit my real job. And uh, mm-hmm. Gravy Boys TV. And uh, I've been doing that and mostly, like, Drinking heavily, yeah. <laughs> drinking very yeah. heavily, yeah. and uh, collaborating with Ian all the time. Like we just goof around, bit mm. each other constantly. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, it's literally like it's. We live in a duplex, and it's you know we live we're, we live in one side, and then our close friends live on the other side, and then so it's literally just us and them are like the pretty much the only people I've had any contact with for a while. So all I've really been doing is just you know. Um, trying as much as I can to now see if I can top myself and offend these people. And I I think I've probably passed my limit where I'm not offending myself in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've also been like, what's cool is a lot of D and D stuff because that's, that takes the online really well. So I've been, been playing, running my D and D game still through, uh, through discord and uh, picked up and played a couple others. And um, I get to, you know, working from home, I can like set up my mini painting station and, you know, do that mm. in between calls, but uh, no, I haven't done anything. It's been I haven't I, I haven't done stand up. Uh, I, I know that there's yeah. shows going on. I don't want to like you know trash anybody. I just don't feel safe yet, so I yeah. don't I don't I don't yeah. participate in that. But you know, I hope you know. I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not touched a microphone since March 13th. Yeah, and I think it's killing me. I genuinely well, well, think it's killing let, me. Let me toss a rough idea by you, because mm-hmm. I actually want to toss this out to any other comics in town that might listen to this. I've got, I don't want to say who it is, but every time I've brought this up to various comedians, I'm not going to say their names either, I've been completely shot down, real negatively. Like, to the point of, like, I can't even believe you would have that idea, Tanner. Uh-oh. How dare you? you well, that does sound like Chattanooga comedy. But uh, at the same time, I'm an adult, mm-hmm. and I recognize how some people function. And, uh, yeah, just because it's, it's not your idea doesn't mean it's a bad idea. And uh, it is a little selfish on my part because I'm, I want to see you guys perform. Yeah. Like I like watching that. But I've got a situation where it could be outside, tables pl- spaced plenty apart, and uh, we could, like, clean microphones and shit in between. and Like, yeah. 100%. What you're talking about is what all of these outdoor shows are. That's yeah, what every single one. Well, and I anyone, saw one at JJ's. You can't be yeah, spaced out in the yeah. back of JJ's. They, they did it out. They did it out back, but I mean, you still have to pass through. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of shared surfaces that people are touching, yeah. and it just it may. You know, I was like, when, when I was like, again, I don't want to. I don't want to put anybody down. Everybody's tr- got to do what they got to do, especially people who like are still. You know, that's their only job is stand up. Mm-hmm. I, I can't yeah. hate on that because it's like you got to do what you got to do, but like. I, it's just my personal feelings. I don't. I still don't feel super super yeah. great about it yet. Um, an outdoor show. It's it, 
the, the main problem I have with that is the fact that like I haven't even touched a stage in months, so I, I would want to hit some mics to get like fresh yeah. again. And so just coming right off the bat with a show. Well, I'm ta- I'm not even talking about an outdoor show. I'm talking about an outdoor mic. Uh, I mean, it maybe could every work. other week. It could. I don't. I wouldn't go, but for the same reason, I'm not going to go to other outdoor shows. Yeah. Is uh, uh, I have trust issues with other people doing the right thing, especially people mm. that are doing weekend shows at the mic that are right at the comedy catch or yeah. people who are doing yeah. see the comedy catch is not the way to go about no, it. No, you see the pictures and yeah. it's like a bunch of yeah. people. Nobody's wearing masks. Everybody's still packed in like they normally are. It's just, I don't, I, I, I don't a again, month of filming again. I don't want to say anything negative about my community, but, uh, I don't know. I know. I know some. I know some people are moving, and I, I've had discussions about moving, and it's, it's just yeah. not just not because of the comedy scene, but just generally the 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 mindset that the vast majority of people here seem <clears throat> to have about what, mm. like, I don't know. I, it's like you know, I, I've I've never liked our president, but uh, I've never been one of those people who was just like angry at him every day, and since this has started and like a lot of the decisions have been made by but like really honestly more than the president i am furious at our governor mm-hmm. and uh i i don't like a lot of the decisions he's made and, and our county commissioner i yeah and i have no faith in these people as and leaders, our sheriff and i i want to get out from under them Jim really oh, yeah no the government's fucking on all levels yeah. has failed this yeah what i wanted to bring this up what do y'all think about the uh the mask mandate being up on september 8th Wait, what? Um, no, yeah, I knew That's it was running through yeah. September. Um, oh, they're like lifting it after September. Yeah, you don't, you fuck? won't have to wear a mask. The numbers to go into place. The numbers haven't started to slide. I mean, like the, I'm cool. They've done the opposite. These, They've gone up. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with pulling all this stuff back when we start to see progress happening. Mm-hmm. But because they're doing these half measures and people are trying, still basically people are trying to force normal to happen again. And I mm-hmm. and like I mean I hate to be like negative about it, uh, but it's not, I don't think it's necessarily negative. I don't think we'll ever see normal again like we did before. I think we'll settle into new routines and new patterns. Yeah. yeah. And we may live in a post-COVID world, but I think the post-COVID world is going to be not the same. It's not going to be like it was. I mean, obviously, we're not going to have a lot of the same places. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I my my favorite bar in town is JJ's. I'm I you know, I haven't talked to them too personally, but they're still running and I'm 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 thrilled that they're still running. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> like when a lot you know when you have like songbirds can't make it. Yeah. Uh, but like JJ's can, that's awesome, you know, but I, I want JJ's to still be there after this, but it, you know, a lot of places like that aren't going to be around. And mm-hmm. so there's going to be a lot of shifting and changing and things, but I mean, I, you know, I, I, I want to think about what it's going to be like after, but I, first I got to see us moving in that direction and I just haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've got to continue on to your point of like, there won't be a normal and people are talking about a normal, but are you talking about, it's the same as like with. Columbine with September 11th with COVID with all of this stuff where nothing was the same ever again. And that's what's going to happen. We're going to see shifts in policy. And to your point of, you know, mass government failing is that's exactly what it is. And like, I've been watching a little bit of the uh, democratic uh, convention and it is literally just watching Failure upon failure upon failure upon failure, congratulating each other on their failure. And all I've got to say about it is we could have had Yang. We could have had Andrew Yang, and everyone fucked that up. Yang and Gabbard. Yeah, Yang and want. And it's funny because, like, Yang's, like, policies now are, like, so much more popular than when he was running. And it's, and it's only been, a, you know, a few months. 
But like now, you, you know, when you like most people now support like the idea of a universal basic income, which I think, you know, I mean, some people still don't. You got some holdouts, but I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like my, my thing is, you know, I've never, never in my life, especially on a, it, well, okay, n- last election changed that on some smaller ones, but I've never voted uh, for a Democrat for president before. This is going to be my first time. And, uh, you know, but it's not, it's not because I'm like excited. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I love Joe Biden. I can't wait to have President Biden. I'm just like, it'll at least be like, some kind of return to normalcy, even if he's even if he's inept or crooked, it can't be as bad as it is it, now. It's it's which uh, form of senility you're going for, yeah, or which you know. It's all boomers. It's boomers. All yeah, the way it's down. which form of senility you're you're going for. But I do feel like uh, I don't know. Biden is uh, at least you know somewhat. He doesn't seem corrupt in the way that Trump is corrupt. Well, he's. Uh, He's nice about it. That's yeah. my thing is he's not an asshole. <laughs> he's not a dick about so, his corruption. So it's like, I mean, and honestly, I mean, if I'm going to have corruption and, and the options are like, well, I've got a guy who says like ridiculously stupid inflammatory things on a daily basis who's uh, just makes the most ridiculous decisions that I, I don't understand why you would why, why you would think that's a good idea every single day. And or a guy who is going to probably make some deals behind our backs that we don't really, you know, that don't benefit us the most. I'm probably going to go with the second guy just because he's, you know, hey, maybe, maybe, like, I was talking to another buddy of ours about this. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and plug him because he's running for uh, for a city council of East Ridge. Really good guy. I've known him, like, for most of my life. His name's David Tyler. Uh, he supports a lot of really good things. He's not, uh, he's non-partisan. Uh, he's, he's definitely hears both sides of all issues and tries to come, especially when you're in small government, you know, and you have to work with your community. You Lawful neutral. Yeah. You, yeah. You can't be a, a staunch, you know, socialist mm-hmm. on a city council in Eastridge, you know? Um, but he's, he, he does, he, he does want to, um, you know, reach out to everybody and do what's best for the whole community. Um, and so I, he I also like wants to bring a brewery to East Ridge, which I am yes. for because well, I live in East Ridge. Fucking Lawful great. Good. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, but I was talking to him and I was like, I, I you know, the, the only thing I hope is that maybe if Biden wins, everyone will finally just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like it, it, it won't happen. I no. know, no, he's, he 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 was quick to to put me in my place on that one and say, "No, what do you think?" I'm like, "You're right." Well, and also we've got the issue of uh, I don't think we're going to know who won on election night. No, because no. you yeah, never. There's do. no way we're going to have about a five day window of like well, the, the hanging chads with Al Gore. We're going to have like a five day window of no real president. It's like who's the president? The only thing that might change that is if it's not close at all. Which yeah. it, it might not be. It might not be. I don't know. I mean, like, the thing is, is before the last election, I was super like, I followed polls like, you know, sports fans followed sports, you know, stats, and I was like, okay, the polls aren't perfect, but they're pretty reliable. And then, nope, not anymore. And I don't. And now I don't know what to think. I don't pretend to know what's going to happen. Well, we live in a post-truth America is yeah. what it is. Is anti-science. Anti-science, anti-free thought, anti-everything. Let's elect the guy that yells the most racist thing because that sounds like what I yell when I get drunk. These goddamn boomers. I need a drink. What gets me is... Uh, like, ne- never mind, I'll bring that That's up later. Nice. That's very <laughs> chocolatey. It yeah. is very no, chocolate. it's very chocolate. It this is, is I grabbed this just because it's oh. a beer I like. It's from Monday night. 
Which actually, yeah, I like we've, Monday we've night got a lot. two Atlanta beers tonight. That's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. It tastes like uh, yeah. actual chocolate chips. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And this is from specifically the garage, which is their, uh, I think Loves it's it. West End. I think, so. I think that's the area of town it's in. Um, it's over there by Wild Heaven. Uh, situational Ethics Honey Imperial Stout aged in apple brandy barrels mm. mm-hmm. uh, with honey and honey. vanilla added. Honey in there. Uh, it's a series of decadent Imperial Stouts, each aged in, different, in a different barrel. This bottle is an Appy brand, apple brandy barrel-aged version. There we go. With uh, fresh meadow foam, honey. God damn, I'm starting this over. This is the worst <laughs> read ever. You, you situational want me to give it a Ethics some, is a series of decadent Imperial Stouts. Yeah, I need music. You need some some flavor text tunes. Let's see. Some flavor Let's tunes. See. Let's go with this. No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Um. My dearest Sarah. Okay. Situational Ethics is a series of decadent imperial stouts, each aged in a different barrel. This bottle is aged in apple brandy barrel aged version with fresh meadow foam honey and vanilla beans added. Nailed it. That's way Got better. it. Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. What's the, the ABV music. on this? It tastes a little boozy. It's got a little got a little heft to it. Oh, uh, oh, you guys want to guess the ABV? Um, I'm gonna go nine point six. I'm gonna go eleven. I'm gonna say eight. Thirteen point eight. Wow. That's a. Uh, I didn't know this was that kind of goddamn show. Shit. Damn. Channeling, doing my best to channel actual swamp wizard, actual foothill wizard DJ Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I did just say I needed a, a drink though, so this this yeah this spot. is this is a <laughs> drink yeah this isn't a drink this is a drunk. What it's do y'all think about uh, since we're talking about politics a little bit? What do y'all think of the Kamala Harris pick? I think that it should have been Andrew Yang well, yeah, it or, sh- it or literally anyone <laughs> fucking else so, than that cross. I made a tweet about this a year ago during the debates, and I stand by it. Kamala Harris has a picture of Michelle Obama with the eyes burned out, taped to her fucking mirror. Well, <laughs> my thing is, I, I mean, I'm going to vote for him. So it's not like I mean, yeah. like I can talk all the shit I want because I'm go- like, I'm not like similar to, to Biden. I'm not thrilled, but it's what we've got. Um, I am looking forward to seeing her debate Pence. I think that'll be fun. And that um, will be a hoot. But I, I, I don't like, you know, back when the when the the primaries were going on and everybody was the Democratic field was wide and spread. Um, my opinion was, was those were the two worst choices up there, and I still believe that. And the only thing that bugs me, honestly, I mean, it, it is what it is. It, it's it's the least, you know, the most. The least surprising pick I've ever seen in my life, especially when he, you know, he said a long time ago, he's like, it's going to be a black woman. I'm like, oh, it's going to be Kamala Harris or someone. I didn't, I, honestly, they, they. A woman of color. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. And, um, but they, I thought my thoughts were like, okay, it's probably going to be uh, Kamala Harris and it's probably going to be, um, you know, everyone's going to be upset about it or everyone's going to pretend like it's what they wanted all along, which is, that's the frustrating thing where it's like, I mean, I don't know if you saw like the, uh, like the writer who was on Twitter, who like they put two of his tweets side by side yeah. back during the, the primaries. He was like, these are the worst possible candidates. And I was like, this is the m- most progressive ticket that we've ever seen. It's like, what are you talking about? It's literally just, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Pervy grandpa well, and cop. Well, I was going to say it's, it's, Oh God, I can't think of the term of it where you just, convince yourself of a lie because it's too uncomfortable to think of the truth. The, um, 
Oh, I got it. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's it's there's it. a word for it. I've been it's drinking on the y'all. Tip of my fucking tongue. I've been drinking y'all. Yeah, this thing's Some, almost I had the day off. Percent. I had like beers with lunch. <laughs> so, oh, I know what really it is. Stopped. I know what it is. Because someone at home is right now listening to this one. It's cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. That's what it was <laughs> I was trying to say. <laughs> so you win whoever's screaming at, their, at your uh, listening device right yeah, now. Yeah, you get the Marvel No Prize this week. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think that's kind of like there's, you know, just seeing when she got picked and just like, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I still, you know, am on Twitter and just the flood of like, oh, this is such a wonderful thing to happen. I'm like, no one thought this like a week ago. If before mm-hmm. before she was announced, no one thought she would be good, and now it's but we're stuck with her. Everybody's like pretending like it's what they wanted all along. No, 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 no. Be real with yourself. Stop acting like we this all is- knew it was going to happen. Yeah. We knew it wasn't going to be Elizabeth Warren because she lies about being a Native American. I know. And that, what sucks is I didn't like her up until that one debate where she fucking showed the bulldog, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to see her go up against Trump more than anything. Mm. And so I was like, I'll, I'll back her just to get to see that. And then she was out. It will be entertaining as fuck to watch Biden and Trump debate. It's not going to be a debate. No, that's the thing is people are making the mistake. It was like, it's going to be a debate. There hasn't been a presidential debate since fucking Bush got put out. You're not wrong because they don't want actual discourse. They don't want ideas being shared. They want sound bites that are going to sound really yeah, good right. on the fucking morning news. Well, and they also and don't have time to really vultures. get their points across. And I get real mad during work. election years. Well, the thing about the debate Cheers. process is you don't have time to really get out your detailed points. You have to kind of stick to these sound bites to fit within the time limits. But my issue is that, I mean, are they even going to... What time limits? What time limits? <laughs> Andrew Yang had a time limit. No right. one else had a goddamn time limit. That's because he's get Am- he's Anderson chill. Cooper back in charge of those debates. Oh man, uh, did you see Anderson wall. Cooper like go to town on the my? Pillow I like guy? Lester Holt. I liked Lester Holt. Like Lester Holt. Yeah, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper did a good job yeah. too, though. No, yeah. I mean, like a lot of people are starting to lose their chill, and it's pretty interesting to see. Like Andrew Yang's been losing his chill on the CNN commentary. Like Andrew he, Yang has lost all of his chill on Twitter because like <laughs> that's part of like why he like you know had the short time limits is because he's always been like respectful and positive, and just lately through these like. Because they'll put him on a panel and have some Republican guy, and he'll just be like, "You, you people are idiots." It's like pr- essentially what he's saying. Yeah, I can't remember the exact quote. I, t- I, I tweeted it too, but it was basically saying like, you know, uh, like, like right now thinking about the post-COVID world is a loser who's or is, is a dead loser. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And he said this to this guy's, well, not to his face, but through you know, on a live thing. But he did that. And then Anderson Cooper, I think yesterday, went to town on the My Pillow guy. Because uh, the guy, like, apparently was like bought into some like drug that has no testing and was arguing about it. And he was like, "Where's the testing? Who did the test?" He's like, "I just it it was a thing, and I read it." It's like you read it, huh? Where'd you read it? And he like couldn't. He, you could tell that like is it that Russian Gaiovich vaccine that you inject it and you're immune to COVID, but now you can fight a bear. I think it's a cancer treatment, but uh. like they uh they, they definitely like the dude was not prepared for the interview. He was because you could tell he he was just he's the problem today. He was a person who got limited information from sources he wanted to be true on the first first part and then went all in on that because that's what uh, a good Trump supporter does. And uh, Anderson Cooper had none of it. It was pretty, pretty awesome to see, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm 150% about to follow you, Tanner and you, Ian, and burn my Facebook to the ground. Again. Yes. Do Dude, it. I'm so do glad it. you're still off do of it. it. Cause I, through this uh, COVID horse shit, it's like, and then everything else that's happened, 
I'm so glad I'm not on Facebook. I've not missed it for I one can't, second. I can't imagine what it's like right now. I mean, like Twitter's bad. Twitter kind of gives me the same anxiety, but I recently discovered you can mute people, which I figured you could do, but I just n- haven't really put it into practice because I've never been in the habit of doing that. Mm. But it's like I know I, for a fact you can because I've been blocked by celebrities. But with Twitter, well, you, I don't, I don't block. I still don't believe in blocking people, but I will mute people. Um, but the idea is that it's like with so many strangers on Twitter that will interact with you, it's like it's you kind of have to. And just like even stuff, people that I'm never going to interact with, just seeing them in my feed because other people I follow interacted with them. I'm like, that opinion makes me angry and wants to get in. Get, oh, no, no, no. Yep. Mute. Step away. Enjoy my it's life. It's the apple in the bear trap. Like, it's there. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, 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 think, I think everybody should bail on Facebook. I think we should all just uh, get on Discord and start our own little like bubble communities, but do like several of them, you know, be, be in like 80. Cause, cause I mean, it got to the point where I was using Facebook for the private groups mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah. And that's what discord mm-hmm. is. It's just private groups. There's no yeah. like main feed that everybody can see. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think I just that, stick around with Reddit. I'm in like the yeah. sad Reddit corner where it's a bunch of people in their mid thirties that are very drunk and sad. I love Reddit, but I don't like create content for Reddit. I'll, I I'll comment. Do. I comment a lot, but I don't like, post a lot did something i wanted to bring up and this is like the perfect segue into this is i was wondering the other day just thinking on this is like the internet seemed like such a fun like safe space in like i don't know 2000 to 2007 or eight ish you could get music largely for free like there were a couple suckers that ended up getting sued by the riaa but for the most part you get free music YouTube just came around in about 2005, and that was like, oh, you can just host video? Like, any video? Mm-hmm. And there, it wasn't what it is today where, like, you could host anything. There were oh, TV yeah. shows on there, all sorts of shit. A lot of, yeah, a lot of it wasn't per- particularly legal, but there was just yeah. so much of it, it yeah. was yeah. hard for them to keep well, it. It was like, just host like, the video. What, I used to look, like, I mean, that's that's how I'd stream albums a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Like, that people would just there post was, whole there was albums. Music, or MySpace, which was... A social network not dissimilar to Facebook, and uh, Facebook basically stole yeah. its core idea from MySpace. But MySpace was such a more positive community of like basically sharing cool uh, pictures, music, pre memes, mm-hmm. music, yeah. and cool layouts. Well, you're, you're very make- positive, and then you get Groove Shark and stuff like that later on. And then God, I miss Groove my Shark. theory. Is that it's when the old people got on there? Yes. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. One hundred percent. No, because that's it. when that's when that fucking way. Facebook got fucking Farmville and yeah. it started doing what my and I said this when Facebook started was when Facebook gets games that is its death knell. So real quick, Facebook was started as just a college network. Yeah, Where I had a college was, email address version. I yeah, my Facebook is linked to my college email. Yeah, I do, Frostburg I, was one of the first like fifteen schools to have it. I I lost my Austin P login, and then I deleted the second one. I'm actually on my third Facebook account, not counting burners to troll people. Well, and just right. to clarify something, I got like I needed to finish my thought. I'm, I'm not sorry, I'm, I'm not alienating old people in this situation. Oh, I am. I am. But old people and they ruin less informed things. people because when the internet was in that quote unquote golden age. It was, uh, there was kind of a, a bar set to where you had to know how to get on the internet. Right, right. And, and now and, because of smartphones. Yeah, everybody, everybody can get on there. 
every fucking Joe Blow dum dum. Mm-hmm. Right. And I work in the yeah, cell phone industry. Right. I know that for I work in fucking I- Fact. Yeah, I work in IT. It's 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 very similar. Uh, I I'm, I understand. People say don't be ageist. I'm like, but they are different. They're different people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, like this conversation is making me sad because I was actually um, no, so I was pretty good at Facebook. I got to where I was pretty good to where like I could make a post and get like on, you know there was a period where on average I'd get like a hundred likes and I was like that's pretty cool um, just because I knew how to like. Res- Post stuff that people would respond to. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, it's because I had years of training of being a MySpace addict. And I miss MySpace because that's, honest to God, that's that's how, like... You know, the most drama was your top eight. What was... Uh-huh. That was it. Yeah. That was it. I exactly. saw it from the band perspective. And the cool thing about that is that MySpace was actually started as a way for bands to promote themselves. It, it was like the... That's why they were like... You could get a band page before any other kind of like artist page and before they made it more general because it was, that was the purpose of it. Um, and then so I, I actually got on... I, a, like a, I went on like a blind date with this girl and she's like, are you on MySpace? I'm like, I don't know what that is. And so I made an account like back when it was super early and then it just kind of sat there, and then more and more people started talking about it. I was like, oh, i got this account. Let's jump on. I was like, oh, I know this person, this person, this person. Then I started adding all these bands who were kind of famous, but because MySpace was still kind of new, they were super engaged and interactive. So mm-hmm. you could talk with kind of famous people. I can have conversations with them. It was, it was interesting. But I was able to kind of use that because I got in early, and that helped my band um, end up – I think – God, it's, I can't even remember because I can't remember relatively, but I know we had like, like – not a hundred thousand MySpace friends, but it was like well in the high, like you know, ten thousand. Yeah. So, so like ninety thousand, eighty thousand, something like that. Where it was just an obscene amount of people that when we'd post, they'd they'd see it, and that that's where all of our success came from. And there were a lot of bands that got famous off of MySpace, and that can't happen anymore. Um, the one difference when everybody switched over to Facebook was that uh, MySpace was really good for connecting with strangers and promoting to strangers because it was made as a platform for bands. Um, Facebook was better for keeping track of the people that you know. Mm-hmm. And it, over time, as I got again, as I got better at Facebook, I learned kind of how to network more and, and, and make mm-hmm. spread my reach out. But early on, like for the first five years, it was all just people in this town and people that I that I knew. Dude, Facebook was super useful there at the start. It used to be. Of like legitimately like... Yeah. You know, hey, uh, you know, I, f- I was pretty early in there, too, with my college email. And it was like, I used it a lot to make friends on campus. Like, oh, this uh, club or, like, the film club or whatever's meeting. Mm-hmm. Met people through that. Or, like, whatever. Just uh, people who lived in, like, my little apartment area. It was super handy for shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just... Like, everybody. As soon as they opened it up to the masses is when it just Well, I seem to remember that's kind of one of the reasons MySpace died off is because yeah. the older generation started figuring it yeah. out and older people and, started getting on and MySpace. They, and they started and turning it into more of a, everything they touch. Yeah, they turned yeah. it into a commercial platform. Yeah. We were seeing more advertisements and more mm. spam accounts and more like and like all of that came with that because again, like, you know, older people care about money more. So they, they, yeah. they see a thing and they go, oh, I can monetize this. Yeah. Whereas like when it was mostly young people, it was like, cool. I mean, obviously like talking from the band perspective, I was definitely monetizing it too. I'm not trying to pretend like I wasn't, but like it was definitely still like a way to network and, and, and make, you know, 
establish relationships and not right. just have like nameless, faceless yeah. masses. Whereas like once it got more corporatized and it became more, you saw more brands starting yeah. accounts and things like that. Yeah. It kind of became something totally different. That yeah. Like, Cause then Mark Zuckerberg, that quivering yellow jism sold all of our fucking information. Well, MySpace and, did that. I'm talking about MySpace oh, and gotcha. MySpace did that too. Um, I actually was, I like, just wanted to call Mark Zuckerberg a quivering yellow jism. I yeah. think it's quite apt. Yeah. Where, whereas no one can talk shit on Tom because nobody knows Tom. He kept to himself. Tom. Yeah. He, I, I, never, he's yeah. sitting yeah, on his laurels swimming through his me? money coins. No, I yeah. never liked him. Never what? Liked, never liked him. Did you unfriend Tom? Every single time. Are you time. one of those? Oh, wow. Yep. Right away. It's the first thing I did. Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> is what, it because is is cool? he allowed autoplay music? Yes. I <laughs> That that, oh, that is that one was of the our reasons I couldn't get into MySpace. Oh, that was that was how like so. Uh, I'll just I'll just like uh, you know, th- there's ways to doctor things, and and we definitely uh, found out that like, so the autoplay still counts as a play, and like part of what labels started looking at was how many plays a band was getting a day. So we were getting at our peak, we were about four thousand plays a day, which is not not high numbers, but like especially when you look at like what Spotify like pop like famous people are doing on Spotify now. It's nothing, it's, it's a pale comparison. But for MySpace, that was pretty good, especially if you're a local band f- from somewhere who's not unsigned. Um, and a lot of that, we, we found ways to like, so you know how you could send like sort of these like, there was sort of a, a like there was the main page and there was like a side feed where you could post like things yeah, yeah. too. And it was like quick little messages. It was kind of like an early version of Twitter kind of built into MySpace. If you put, you, there was a way to copy the code because cool thing about MySpace that let you fuck around with HTML, yeah. so you could do all kinds of custom stuff. So we would post our HTML for for the, the actual player in one of those things, so everyone who clicked on it that would count as a play. And so we would get we would rack up so many plays, and it was I mean again it was a little bit artificial, um, but I mean also also we had the so re- you got to do what now. you got to do yeah. yeah we had the reach to get those in the first place yeah you figured we out how to game the little system we weren't there like was nothing no shame in that we never like paid for bots or like you know had like you know you know overseas accounts that were just you yeah. Know, Hitting refresh. That's every day. what I need to do. One That's thing what I, we need w- to do with Adventure Fight. <laughs> One <laughs> thing that I think is really cool about MySpace, though, is like if you were on MySpace, largely it taught that entire generation like basic coding. Yeah, skills. early coding. Yeah, yeah. especially. I mean, like it's, they all know HTML. Like we all like mm-hmm. here at this table. I have confidence yeah, that if basic, I don't know something, I can bits. learn it pretty yeah. fast. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's the code for that. Okay, I know, I know how to inject that code and do what I need to do with it. And that's, like, not an invaluable skill. Oh, yeah. I mean, I taught myself, uh, like, Photoshop and um, uh, what Ableton, the recording software, mm-hmm. just totally from Googling. And that's how I taught myself, you know, how to edit my MySpace profile. So it's yeah. like, the fact is, like, I mean, now you can you can... You can use the internet. I mean, you, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to discount a, an actual education. If you go to an actual, you know, school and get one, get a degree in something. I am, and I've got a bachelor of science degree. Right, but <laughs> Just so it's noted. But if you can prove yourself without that piece of paper, then you don't really need that piece of paper. Uh, the the what all the piece of paper is is like it's proof that you already did the work. It's, it's, like, it's proof yeah. that you can commit to something. It, for it's at least proof four that years. you can commit yeah. to some horse shit for a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all it shows. Like, oh, he can put up with some horse shit for a little bit. Oh, you went into debt for uh, just to make pictures. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, uh, guess there. you'll do anything. Yeah. yeah. That's literally. What's well, like? I'm crippling <laughs> debt. My uh, my eleventh grade U.S. history teacher w- was the most real dude I've ever like. 
Like, I mean, it, everybody talks about, oh, I had a favorite teacher. It wasn't like we didn't have a close relationship, it, like that kind of thing. But it was just like his approach just immediately blew me out of the water because he had, he had, he he had no bullshit for us whatsoever. He's like, look, your grades don't aren't a measure of how smart you are; it's a measure of how willing you are to sit down and do things you don't want to do. A students are the best at sitting down and doing things they don't want to do. F students aren't dumb; they're just rebellious. Mm-hmm. And it's like. And he was like, you'll, and you'll see that a lot. And I noticed that. Like, a lot of my, my friends, I, I ran with, like, the goth kids. A lot of them ended up dropping out. But when we were hanging out, we were talking about philosophy and, like, high-level things. We weren't talking about, like, you know, yeah, dumb, dumb, stupid people. St- I don't know what dumb, dumb, stupid people stuff means. But we weren't talking about it. We were talking Halo. about. That's what that is. It's, it's Halo. Yeah, we were, talk- <laughs> we were talking about Nietzsche and, you know, things like that. So my, my thoughts were, were that, like, the, okay, that, that rings true to me. Um, but he also, uh, would, he just broke down the, I, I had another point I was going to make and it just went away, but yeah, that guy, that guy ruled, he, he, he basically broke it down. Like you don't need this stuff. It just helps. Like, Oh, it, it was the whole sit, like doing things you don't want to do. He's like, think about what school is. School is training for your job. All it's teaching you. It's not, you're here in history class, but that's just the flavor of it. Really. You're doing, learning the same thing in every class. And that's how to sit in an uncomfortable desk for eight hours a day and do paperwork that you don't want to do. <laughs> and that's preparing you for cubicle life. Yep. And that's, that's exactly what it is. And like, as a person who li- works a cubicle job now that it's, you know, it's, I don't want to do it every day, <laughs> every day. I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I got to, cause now it's not pass or fail. It's, you know, starve or not. <laughs> yeah. See, I can't operate like that. I mean, I can work a certain amount of days at a job, two, three hours in a cubicle, max. After that, I you better have me doing something worthwhile outside of that cubicle. I think I killed. Them. And I'm one of those. I'm a terrible student. I know I'm not a dumb dumb, but I'm a terrible student. And it's uh, yeah, it's exactly that. Like, it's not a grade of your intelligence. It's grade of yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I. I was the kid, I would sleep through class every day and then, you know, fail all my homework because I didn't do it, but then I'd wake up and take the test and get 100. Mm. And that was, you know, it was, a lot of it was different things. You know, high school was when I just tried pot for the first time. And, but, I mean, that, that, like, I don't want to blame the pot. It was the, it was the general, mm-hmm. it was the everything, the reason why I wanted to do pot. It was the generally checking out of everything. The fact that, like, they're like, oh, you're smart enough to be in, like, a, you know, private school or, you know, special, not special ed, uh, Mm-hmm. gifted classes or you know yeah. things like that but he's like we and like I, I had a guidance counselor tell me this like i feel like if you were in like some of these programs or if you transferred to one of these schools your grades would be a lot higher but i can't put you into these programs or these schools if your grades aren't high i'm like then how do we fix this problem point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like but really like after after school is when i like figured out like okay what they were trying to tell me is like i the whole time I thought I was smarter than everybody else. Really, if I was so smart, I just would have shut up and played the game. Yeah. Is really what it mm-hmm. is. And so, like, people that, that I, I look down on, like, you're not as smart as me that made A's. Well, they were technically smarter at life than me. So it's, it's <laughs> so I can't, like, it's not like I'm knocking people who worked hard in school. It's, it's literally they, they figured it out. Or they didn't. Yeah. They just did what they were told. But regardless, that's figuring it out in its own way. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, my... Now that I'm older and I've, you know, done hallucinogens a few times and I've looked at, <laughs> I've, I've uh, experienced ego death, um, I kind of have figured out that there's no right way to do anything in this world. Everything is chaos and you yeah. can kind of 
uh, forge your own path as long as you can do it. And that's 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 to me is like the most important lesson that I think we should be instilling in people. But I don't know why I started on this rant. But well, no, that <laughs> reminds Speak me. I read truth, a I read a all. quote the other day from. I, I don't know how old the quote is because I don't know how old Taika Waititi is. He's the director of Thor yeah. Ragnarok. He did What We Do in the Shadows, all that. Uh, the best character in The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, IG-11, for those yeah. that don't know. The robot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he directed one of those episodes, too. Yeah, I can't he remember did. which I can't, one. I think it was I the one with the robot the, died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think, think it was so. the last one, yeah. Yeah. Um, it had the one with the stormtroopers shooting yeah. at the can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Yeah, great guy. I don't know how old he is, so I don't know how old this quote is, but uh, I can just picture it in his like his kiwi accent. And he basically said he was like, "Yeah, I when I turned forty, I realized that nobody knows anything about anything, and we're all just uh, going along. Yeah, we're all just bumbling in (laughs) the dark. Yeah, it's all guesswork, and it's so true. Leading the blind. It's Mm -hmm. so true. Nobody knows shit." About shit. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, you know, we were talking. Well, talk- I take that back. Ian and some, I know a lot about Dungeons and Dragons. Some people know shit about <laughs> shit. But, that, but it's like, I would say that's maybe 25% of people. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you know, I mean, mostly it's, it's you know. You're dealing with three quarters dum-dums. Not yeah. dum-dums, but they just like, they're just, they think they know what they're doing, but they don't. Yeah. And that's what makes them dum-dums to me is it's like, are you more ignorant for being ignorant or are you more ignorant for being ignorant and knowing you're ignorant? Um, I, I don't disagree. I, I don't like to, to say mean things about dumb people because they do out. That is us. a fucking lie. They're dumb. No, dumb. And, no, let them be dumb. Dumb in private, dumb in private, in the privacy of my own home, call them dumb. Dumbs. I will I tell the truth fact. to anyone about what I believe. Our audience aren't dumb. Dumbs. So true. you shouldn't worry about I that. Our not, audience is fucking great. We've got, they we've are, got a smart audience. If, I feel if they are, they're coming for me because I don't like, like but my, my thing is like, I, you know, like I don't like to, to openly, uh, bash them because they outnumber us. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah. So I don't want to get beaten to death with rocks or sticks or whatever they figured out how to use today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those dum dums. And their MAGA hat. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I would have also taken sorry. whatever their knuckles dragged over today. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. That yeah, it's like good. idiocracy. I was talking to someone about that the other day. It's I like idiocracy came yeah. true. These fucking crow magnon. Breeders. Oh, God, they're the worst. <laughs> Just put them all on a ship, throw them into the sun. Mm. These fucking idiots. Now, everyone was like, oh, we're living in idiocracy now. I'm like, we always have been. Always it's, have. it's always been this way. Like, I mean, like, the fact that... Oh, God, now I'm just going to talk myself into to. another hole. I hope, I hope your listeners are super chill about what I'm about to say. About, they are, because they're, they're open-minded about, because they're not dum-dums. They're super well, chill about Ian Sharp going on a tangent. So yeah. as a guy who used to be in a um, se- semi-religious band, I will say that uh, if you want proof that the dum-dums always win, just look at modern religion. I mean, it's just uh, like, I mean, you know, like I, that's m- my quote is, I used to be religious, and then I read another book. <laughs> like, and like, and that, I can get behind that. And yeah. that's, that, I mean, like, I, if, you, if you're offended, uh, read another book and get back to me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a it's a big wide world out there. You think like oh I grew up in Soddy Daisy Tennessee and you know I I know the truth of the world. No, you know the truth of Soddy Daisy Tennessee, but you don't know the truth of the world. And let me tell you, that is a methy truth. 
Mm. It's not. It's not. As it's, bad. Real methy. it's real methy. It's real methy. It's real methy. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say this about Saudi. I don't think it's that methy. And I, I like. I never it's saw sort of methy. It's sort of. I mean, now it may be. I don't. I haven't lived there in a while. But like it, you know, growing up, there were way, way, way worse areas as far as that kind of stuff is concerned. Than I'll tell Saudi. you, I have seen a rise, uh, not just in Eastridge where we live. But like everywhere in town I go, I've seen a dramatic rise in street tweakers since the quarantine well, started. Mm. Have you guys noticed this? I have not. I'm, I've kind of noticed the opposite, but I live like in the North Shore. And I remember yeah. I would go walking in the start of this. It may be different now because, I mean, obviously more people are filtering out. Yeah. But um, at the start of this quarantine, it was really eerie. I would go on these late night walks and it was great. It was the wild fucking west. I would literally just walk around downtown late night. I'm talking like 10, 30, 11 at night with a, uh, yeah, grab one, man. Well, um, anybody want one? Since I'm uh, oh, yeah, I'm good. I actually, uh, we've got one more beer, yeah. but scope out in there. We were going to do a fourth beer, but pick whatever one you want out of there for us to taste. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would go on these late night walks like 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Back at the start of this, we're talking like April. And uh, just carry beers around downtown and take pictures. You posted about this a bunch. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and uh, so I would go on these walks, and it was eerie how I saw no homeless people. Huh. Oh, because they all got shoved into, like, East Ridge and Red Bank and okay. Brainerd. Because uh, I'm in East Ridge, and it went from there wasn't shit. Well, I mean, there were street tweakers every day because it's East Ridge, but... Like, once it started, I noticed, like, not just a rise in the number of them, but a rise in, like, the quality of Street mm. Tweaker. Um, I was uh, driving over to, uh, I was driving to work one day. It was, like, 8.30 in the morning, and there is this lady in the middle of Ringgold Road. She's wearing, like, a shoe, and she's clutching this cardboard box to her chest like it's her baby, just, like stomping her feet and screaming incoherently in the turn lane for Ringgold Road. Wow. And I was just like, man, that is a lady living her best life. And, and But, like, I've seen a lot more of that, and I think it's because yeah. they got pushed out because yeah. uh, we can't have, you know, Chattanooga homeless downtown anymore because that'll, that'll offend the investors. Mm. It actually makes me also wonder... And they all got shoved out of Miller Park when they redid Miller Park. There could have also been, due to COVID, a on their own part, yeah. decide to leave and go to the outskirts of town Yeah, just because there's not the foot traffic. That makes town. sense. And I'm curious, like, uh, anyone that knows, like, hit them up so they can let me know. Uh, anyone that's listening that knows, like, what happened with uh, the shelter and with mm. the mission downtown. Because mm. um, I wonder if, like, COVID caused that, like, the beds mm -hmm. had to go down because they had to separate. Because, mm -hmm. you know, especially, you know, the homeless community didn't suffer at very high risk yeah. for those yeah. sorts of things. Well, yeah, I mean, like, again... But I like, don't know. They got yeah. those hobo immunities. That's, again, why I don't like to harp too much yeah. on the, uh, the, the, you know, people that are have to be out in it and, like, and stuff. Because, like, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm sitting here talking about, you know, I still don't feel comfortable going to shows and stuff, but, like, I also want to just point out that I do recognize that I, that's a huge privilege for me to get to to do that. Like, I, mm -hmm. again, I get to work from home. Like, my job hasn't been in jeopardy since this started. So that's I, – I'm extremely lucky in that regard. So that's why I try to not 
bash people too much who are who who are still at, out in it. Yeah. But it, man, it is disheartening when you drive by like Fraser Avenue and you see like crowds of people and nobody's yeah. wearing masks and you're just like, what the fuck are you people? That's doing? what gets me is just I don't know tongue kissing strangers. I don't know if it was the president not wanting to wear one or what it was. I think that but is a lot it, of it. It's, that was a lot it, of it blows my mind how it's such a politicized thing. Yeah. No. Like. You and why is you it? You don't hear why because the why? president you, got involved. You don't hear people complaining about shoes and shirts going into restaurants. I know that's a trite argument at this point, but it's like, what? What gives? Like, it's not hard. Like, I don't. Well, Americans yeah, are just hard. as a whole. Yeah. Americans are just as a whole, fucking stupid. Yeah, they're fucking stupid. To bring it full circle, yeah, <laughs> that's 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 kind of the point. Like, like as a whole, and like I love America, but. You know, and this is going back to this is going back to my comments about how like everything changed after Columbine, everything changed after 9-11, everything changes after COVID. And it's sort of the same thing is like one of the 9-11 directly leads to it because it made being critical of government response a faux pas. It made being critical of the American government a faux pas. And conservative circles and liberal circles now after Obama, because during the Obama administration, being critical of him was like, oh, you're naughty. And it's like, no, being mad at the president is as American as apple pie. Yeah. As long as you hate him for his policies. And and for his policies, yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of people hated Obama for very... Very incorrect. Well, that was that was. You don't hate Obama. You don't hate Obama because of the color of skin. You just, you know, worry about him because he's low key a war criminal. Well, that was really the first time in my life too. Like everyone talks about how Trump is emboldening all these racists, and I don't think that's not true. But I will say that like my whole life growing up, and again, sheltered, privileged position here. But my parents were pretty like hippie ish, and they they always taught me racism was bad. And I always grew up like it was like it was like shocking when someone was racist and it was like that person was immediately like, it wasn't okay. Like, I mean, I remember like in elementary school, this one guy, like this black guy made fun of this kid and said, you know, you, uh, is like, at least I don't get my hair cut at Kmart. And it was a pretty, pretty solid. That was, burn. A, that was a big burn back in the day. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty solid burn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's the, not a racial burn. Well, that no, no, this, like... this was a black guy talking to a white guy. And okay, then the yeah. white kid responded with, well, at least I'm not black. And the whole room, the whole room got silent. That kid got suspended (laughs) for saying that. And so it's like, you know, there used to be a time I can remember where it wasn't cool to just be a racist in public. Mm. Everyone, again, everyone talks about Trump being the one to change this, but I noticed it with Obama. Once Obama got in, I saw a lot more overt racism, and it, Mm. it, you know, it it sucks that it had to be that way. I don't want, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to. I still live in those, the you know, that childish sheltered mindset where like you know shit like that's that should be unpopular you should be embarrassed if that's what how you feel yeah like. but that's just my opinion i mean it's I, not just your opinion no no yeah. I, what i mean is, is is like living again going back to like we, we live in this area where it's kind of like those people seem to outnumber us and it's like mm-hmm. i just got to get out and of that here. shit is why <laughs> i play dungeons and dragons i play pretend I <laughs> escape into the world of elves and orcs and gnomes and goblins which uh, actually brings me to something I wanted to talk to you guys about. 
Oh, oh. Aside yep. from Adventure Fight, but also in addition to Adventure Fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about Adventure Fight. Yeah, first. Like, this has been this. a pretty heavy yeah, yeah. fucking. Yeah, yeah. People yeah, tune in like, oh, let's can't wait to about, hear the. I can't wait to hear the funny man. The yeah, funny guys talk about role playing games. So, like, yeah, tell us the about fucking president. What we're we're doing this Saturday, and then we'll get to what you wanted last year. Well, uh, oh, I did want to announce something because it is new. Um, so normally when we do the show, uh, we pull people out of the crowd and get them on stage with us and they get to participate. Obviously, and guess what isn't happening this yeah, time? Yeah, <laughs> obviously we can't do that. So we wanted to still bring that spirit along with us. So um, because we're going to be streaming on like multiple platforms, um, if you as long as you're in one of the chats, we'll actually have like a consolidated version of all of the chats in front of us that we can see. Um, we're going to post polls that you can vote on. So it'd be like, vote. You'll, here's your options, vote A, B, or C, and you'll vote on what you want to happen, and the winner will actually affect the story going forward. So that way, you at home can still be a part of the show. I think that's a really uh, fun and interesting way to do that. You don't see other D&D streams doing that kind of stuff. Uh, that's really like kind of been one, one of my main things was like we need to make the audience feel involved and this is the best way i know to do that under the circumstances but okay um but yeah we're doing um we're doing it's a uh, continuation of the stream we did before but if you missed that one and haven't been had a chance to watch it i know i don't think part two is going to make it up in time is it that's that's okay no that's I, all right yeah, hey, it looked like yeah. you like going back and watching the first one you did a lot of work on that. i put oh, a yeah, shit put ton a of work in. into that and i want to put the same amount of work into the other one and uh but then as, like, COVID went on, right, I right. had to shift and, like, figure out how to make money. <laughs> well, my thing is I, uh, I'm coughing a little. So I'm did you get an OnlyFans? Is that how you're doing it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, we, I could talk for an hour about OnlyFans, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, but I, He's no. a connoisseur. <laughs> well, I just I – just, I, I, I feel like what's <laughs> – See, the, the, the old music guy in me is, like, looking at some of these girls and going, like, you know what you need is a manager. Which really, <laughs> when you're talking about OnlyFans, it's kind of me saying I need to be a pimp. Yeah. Which I don't really want. <laughs> but anyway. It's good money. Moving uh, on. Moving on back to the show. I hear it ain't easy, but it sure is fun. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is if, if you have an OnlyFans and you're making some money, but you want to push that exposure a little farther, what you do is you sponsor this guy and I'll plug your shit. It'll be a good thing. Oh, my God. Think about it. Like, who, mm-hmm. who do you think my audience is? But fat, lonely guys who probably don't have girlfriends. This is, it's a <laughs> loaded expose- word, but... Our audience are mostly simps. Yeah. So. And it's like you have a disposable income because you're not going on dates. Come on. I'm, all I'm saying is, ladies, if you have an OnlyFans out there, I'll plug it for you. Just cut or me Or you want to make an OnlyFans. He'll help you create it. He'll manage I'll your tell social you, media. I'll right. tell you how, how, like, how often you need to post, what kind of content to post. He'll tell you to smile more. I'll tell you to smile. No, no. no you don't. <laughs> I had a, Stop I had, crying. A, I had a quit, but I, that's good. That's, that's, that's going to go down a path. I'm going to regret if I keep following it. Um, but my, my, what, but yeah, the show is, so we, we I wrote this, this next one, uh, assuming that you probably didn't see the last one. Cause, uh, my, my thoughts are like, you know, I mean, even though it is a continuation and you guys are all playing the same characters, um, and you've, you have progressed and it is a direct, I mean, it, it, the, the events are a, a direct follow-up of that. Like you left with several kegs of beer, spoiler alert. Sorry. That's how the first one ends. You're arriving to the new place with several kegs of beer. That's, that's basically it. <laughs> but, um, and then it's sword and sorcery and grab ass. But yeah. It's, it's, uh, the, it's going to be a good time. I'm really, uh, I, I, I've been, you know, I, I like I said, I, I, well, not like I said, I said to you guys before the show started, but I have, uh, I, I had this basically done weeks ago, and 
I've kind of been hit with new energy and I've been going through and like rewording things and editing. Yeah. And these are just my notes Being that no one else is going to see. And seeing this yeah. live and in action, if I had a nickel for every time over the course of the last like three days, I've like gone outside to smoke a cigarette and then I come back in and he goes, so I just got an idea. I can't tell you about it, but I just got this idea. So this is the curse of a good DM. Yeah, this is going to be a a cool thing. And I haven't actually run this by um, by you or by anyone else. But, uh, you know, we're we're doing this at at I I guess it's called Helm Studios. I don't know if it has an official title or but my buddy, Justin Casey, you you, you know him, too. Uh, He um, went to. Oh, I said you, and, and then you didn't. You can't see. You know, so everyone at home is like, I, I don't know. Justin. Yeah, I was drinking a beer. <laughs> it was me, Tanner. Everyone knows. I was drinking a beer, well, and I just kind of. Everyone knows Justin Casey. He lives in your hearts. He is yeah. the he one died guy. On the, he died on the cross for you. He sins. is the one guy I run like around town. Like the, I have the most like. Oh, you know Justin? Okay, uh, he's a super cool guy. He does like professional lighting, and he tours with like bands you've heard of, and does like a bunch of really cool stuff. Well, obviously now he can't tour. So he's doing, uh, he, he set up a studio that's for streaming and he's been letting local bands do concerts there. And I approached him about the possibility of doing an adventure fight there. And then Heather from Barley hit me up about this opportunity and I figured this would be a good time to, to check with him and all of the, the stars aligned on it. And, uh, but I haven't pitched it to him, but he, I mean, he was talking about like, it's an experiment. He's never really messed in this realm before. And none of us really know what to expect with this. So I'm hoping this whole thing, I'm still so genuinely goddamn mad. Like I had, uh, I got to watch the April alerts for the adventure fight. I was supposed to run at Barley just come and go. Yeah. And it broke my fucking heart, especially because like that Oak table, in yeah. that bar mm-hmm. is the greatest. I've oh, run so games good. at that table before. It is the best gaming table I've ever had. I love it. And uh, we, we could have been done with this if you fucking ignorant sluts had started wearing masks in March. God damn it. <laughs> well, and you then had also going yeah, out to the yeah. fucking bar. Yeah. Also not like May 1st is when everyone's like, fuck it. We're going back out. Like I remember my, my Instagram was just full of people out yeah. at the lake. Like not even like small groups and you know, like their families together. Like those, I don't, don't bother me. But when it's like, we're out here partying with like a hundred other people, I'm like, what are you fucking doing? But anyway, back to what I was saying, one idea I have, if this goes well, and if enough people tune in and we get high enough numbers, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, going back and revisiting some old uh, scripts we've done oh, yeah. at this studio so that way we can get them on tape. But it'll be a totally, if you, even if it'll you... It'll be a new crowd uh, yeah. or new cast. New casts. And so so even... even I if, still have all of my notes no, for same. all but one of them. Same. I've got all, everything. And so... I, I lost uh, the knockoff of... Uh, uh, Sunless Citadel. You could rewrite I that. I mean, I could. It was but, easy. But my point is, is that like my 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 sort of vision, if this goes well, is that we can get like all of our old shows on tape. But they'll they'll be different. So even if you went to the show and saw it, you'll it'll still be a unique experience worth watching again. But um, you know, some of the jokes you may know, but you, some of them you may be like, oh, this was that thing I told you about. You know. Anyway, um, that's sort of me ranting about like where where my heart's at right now, but. Um, I'm really excited for Saturday. Yeah. Dude, I'm super, I'm super excited too, excited. man. And I'll tell you why. Like, I had so yeah, much fun with the game. I, I had a blast with it. And literally, the only I've not had time to sit down and monkey as, as much as... I had nothing to do there for a stretch. And then I started having to scramble and figure out work. And uh, I put a ton of work into that. 
And I'm so excited for Saturday because I don't have to deal with any of the technical shit. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I can just fucking enjoy it. Absolutely. I, and just I, have fun and play that yeah. game. That's why yeah. we switch off. Because and if and I, then yeah. also trying to be entertaining on my end. Like, I get that. But if I'm having to deal with technical, like, it's a billion mindsets I'm having to switch to. And so just being able to, like, be entertaining, have fun. And, yeah, I'm very excited about oh, if, that. If I was having to run all of these, um, I, it wouldn't still be a thing. Um, yeah. The fact that I, we can switch off yeah. allows me to sit back and enjoy it from, you know, the other side, you mm -hmm. know, perspective. And that, that to me, is, like, what keeps it fun and what makes me excited to do the next one. And yeah. I, I like the opportunity to, like, I love writing, like, sessions like that. I love, like, doing dungeon craft and making mm -hmm. a dungeon. And... Uh, that's the other reason why I think we should do the uh, old script thing because a bunch of my old dungeons fucking rule. But uh, I've been doing a lot of dungeon crafting lately, and uh, Adventure Fight has very cool things coming up. Oh, follow yeah, us yeah. on follow us on everything. I guess we should talk about how people can enjoy yeah. the show this Saturday. So there's a couple things. So it started because uh, Heather. The first thing you do is yeah. you purchase a crystal <laughs> ball, well. and then you say the magic words, and you see the funny men appear on the ball. Well, that's you can that might work if you have like some mushrooms or something. But, uh, <laughs> but like basically, uh, Heather from Barley uh, hit me up about this. She she just was like, "Hey, you know, we're we're looking for things to do to, to try to get people here," and like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mince words. And I I told her this too, so it's not me talking by you know talking out of school or anything. But uh, uh, I still feel weird about like encouraging people to go to a bar. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I, was, I, I made it. I, I said to her and I was like, it's important to, to us that we also have streaming options so that people who feel uncomfortable can still enjoy it. And she was absolutely on board with that. So that's cool. But so if you go to Barley on Saturday night, they will be showing it on the screen. You will be able to participate in all the polls. You probably have to get onto like YouTube or Twitch or something on your the phone. The Adventure Fight. Cash uh, or sit, will be sit up, on their dope porch and stream it across your phone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can. Yeah, if you have to go to the bathroom, you can pull it up on your phone and keep up. And while you're, be on you what? can still support barley and stream it on. Right, your right, 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 right. So over there, Weefy. And and, and if you're if you're not uh, if you're not watching at barley, fuck it. Uh, Venmo the bar, like Facebook, yeah, yeah. cash out the yeah. bar, a like, tip for the night. Like yeah. it, it goes back to like, I'm of two minds. Like I, I feel, I feel kind of weird encouraging people to go to a bar right now, but also like how I was saying earlier with, with JJ's and stuff, I want the post COVID world to still have places like this. And the only way that's going to happen is by supporting them. So mm -hmm. it's not like, it's not me taking a hard line in the sand. It's me going like, Oh man, I'm, it's I'm, a very gray area time. It's, yeah. It's and, gray sand. And, it's Grace and, and if those places go away, we get stuck with Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, and, yeah, and that isn't what you want. Well, and, no. and I, I'll say this Party too. Party at is, Applebee's later, you come. You know, I don't I, ever say I, those on words. On one hand, I, I feel a responsibility to not get people sick coming on the show. Right. Yeah. So I try not to go out and get crazy. But on the other hand, for my own sanity, occasionally I like to go out. But oh, I'm pre pretty much that. sticking uh, with barley. Yeah. And uh, that's they've yeah, got a good know, porch, and yeah. I, and I only say this because I feel like they've been very safe. Like I, I felt say, very I know, safe. I know there. Heather pretty well. Yeah. I've yeah. been friends with Heather for a long time, and that is the most careful human being. Yeah, I know, and I also know she is incapable of brooking any bullshit whatsoever. Right. So, yeah. I, like again, I, you know, it's it's not that I have like a you know. A, 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 
it, it's weird because it's it was her idea and she and she's she's who kind of got the ball rolling on this whole thing so i'm i, I have my feelings about it and and i and you know again i don't want to tell anyone how to live their life um but we did i did want to make it clear there's options available so if you if you if you like youtube we're on youtube we don't have a, an easy link right now but you can uh, if you go to the um adventure fight instagram it's the link in the bio mm-hmm. so that that's how and you can find us on youtube you can go ahead and Facebook follow us well. and that'll make it easier for you to find us later. Right, i'll be posting a link on brew chat shit yeah. right it'll be on facebook it'll be on twitch um i don't know what else we can do i think that might be just those three but uh we'll the def- crystal ball you forgot the crystal ball. the crystal ball but we'll definitely be <laughs> we'll be we'll be mentioning it on our instagram so if you're on our instagram which is that one's easy it's just uh, adventure fight i'll be mentioned on twitter the twitter one's you know a little weird because you know it's two common words so it's adventure underscore fight i know i know when <laughs> hey support and, us uh facebook give us now is adventure fight one because the first one you uh you made i couldn't access so we had to make another one. what you need to do is change <laughs> that to adventure fight comedy That's thinking. That's thinking. First. And do that tonight before this podcast comes out and somebody else does it just to spite you. Yep. Ooh, I need to do that right yeah, now. Take yeah. my phone yeah. off of This will be out Friday. So. Okay. Well, well, so, but yeah, that that's essentially like, I mean, I, no, sorry to, to I, I'm not well, guys. I don't think anyone is well right now. So, but it's like, <laughs> it's like me trying to think of like, stay on the bright side and be like, I, I mean, again, I'm just thrilled to get to do something. Yeah. That Saturday is like, oh man, I got plans Saturday. When was the last time I had plans on Saturday? Well, my my thing with this whole virus and doing shit with other people is I've I've like barley, for example, it's pretty much you don't get a lot of randos. Like you do, but it's from the same sort of I don't know, you're not really getting a lot of people from that pool of like, no, I ain't wearing a mask. It's my right. Right. Yeah, it's you know? a, it's it's a very kind of I mean, even though it's you and, know, it's it's kind of fits in that bohemian sort of like yeah. even though like JJ's definitely has that in the name. That I just what I mean is like Well, and just saying that is uh I don't know, to me it's like I'm trying to focus on places that I know that their clientele are the type of people that would take this seriously and wear their goddamn mask. And just in knowing that that is the clientele, they're not just wearing their mask to that place. They're wearing it to get groceries, pump their gas, right, right. Like all that sort of stuff. So those people among myself are just being careful in general. I mean, I wore one in the I, hallway not, coming up up the stairs because yeah, like, I don't know who I'm going to run into. I'm so. not wearing a hazmat suit to the grocery store or anything, but I'm being careful. Yeah, you get you, I mean, you got that. Do- that just shows that if you were to fucking wear masks, it's in a smaller group, but. That's the thing, and these guys at Helm seem to be pretty chill. Yeah, like that. and, and uh, actually, turn- and I know a good portion of them and have hung out with yeah. one or two. Yeah, I talked so. to uh, Justin. I didn't realize who all was on his crew, but it's actually a bunch of people I've known for a very yeah. long time. So that yeah. makes me even more excited. Just, I'm just again, about it, to honestly. get to I've see got a people. friend on the crew that I'm yeah, excited to see. To yeah. get to see people. And then not only yeah. that, but like, because I, I, I didn't know who was going to be there. So it's like, it might be some guys I know, but then also some guys I don't. This is going to be almost people that I've known for a long time. So I'm like, oh, I get to see people I know. This is such a treat, such a special yeah. treat. Uh, but like, uh, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to discourage anyone from doing what they want to do. I, 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 again, I have my feelings, and that's why. We're, but also, it was, it was, it was brought to us with the intention that we would be streaming remotely. It wasn't, it wasn't that we would be setting up a table there. So I don't want to, I don't want to pretend like that's what they tried to 
put on us or anything. It was definitely, that was the idea from the start. Um, but I, I really, you know, want, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I will tell, I will tell, tell you this, the story is going to be very topical. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. It's going to be very topical. I've, I've gotten a couple of very small leaks from the source material, and I think we're going to have a very good time. A, a lot of the things <laughs> that I kind of like dance around and don't want to say out loud here, I'm like, it's weird to like write a D and D campaign that has a message. <laughs> but but uh, it's it's weird. Okay. Uh, there's subtext. There's subtext all throughout it. There's little hints and nods. Some of them are pretty obvious. Some of them are less obvious. But I, I, I'm I'm filling it with like Easter eggs and little things that that uh, are gonna kind of talk about my feelings on things. I, on the other hand, am going to be topical. But I'm that's just because I'm just gonna play Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm so excited to be able to like actually sink into it and play and not have uh, to deal you're with gonna, technical It's going to be a lot oh, yeah. of fun, I'm man. I'm so excited about that. I'm telling you, man, you've always got a place at our table. Yeah. Like, always got a place in a game I'm running, man. Yeah, if you ever just yeah. like want to, if, if you're ever free on a Saturday. And I don't know. Like, I could start a bidding war between you two. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, we're I mean, gonna be, I, like I said. We're going to be moving to the fifth age, Tanner. We're doing, we're doing the fifth edition is going to be nice. Our nice. Yeah, we're we're getting into the modern times. Yeah. yeah what what were you going to ask earlier? Oh, well, right. Oh, right. right yeah. Will you grab one of those jugs off that shelf? One of those growlers in the bottom shelf there. It's oh, full. Shit. It's full of water. Yeah. Yeah, water's. Oh, great. thank God, it was water. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but, yeah. What, what were you going to ask so, earlier, Jerry? This is this is my super nerdy moment, real quick. Um, so, for any of you who've been waiting for this. Uh, I, we're moving I to the fifth age, which is fifth edition, and I'm getting yep. on D and D Beyond and stuff like that. And I'm it's great. Share, it's like, my, my favorite movie. resource. Uh, question number one, which I thought of just now: Does the stuff that I have from being in your campaign, because you're the DM, right, and you have the special hero or master subscription, right, right, right. So we have access to everything that you have in there. You do. Because you're in a campaign that I created. Right. So if I get that same subscription, yeah, you create a do oh, yeah, my yeah. players have access to all mm -hmm. of that stuff yeah, because so, mm -hmm. I have access to it? So mm -hmm. there's there's a feature called uh, content sharing that you when you create a campaign, you can switch it on or off, mm -hmm. which is what allows that. Yeah, uh, that comes with the paid subscription. So when you when you get the subscription, you're able to share the content. It is stuff you've you've bought, like or or like homebrew you've created. Which is the kind of the workaround, like if you bought, if you already own a bunch of the physical books and you don't want to rebuy them. You can homebrew it. You can plug it in as homebrew. great idea. You can't share it publicly, but you can keep it saved in your private and anyone who's playing in one of your campaigns can access it as well. Mm. Um, so you can build up a pretty good library of homebrew content and like never pay for D&D Beyond if you don't want to. Or pay just, like I said, the, the, subscri the subscription <laughs> fee. Uh, Got him. You guys, you guys do me right every time. Uh, but, uh, but then, like, actually what they've done in the past, like, I think year or so, there's actually now, like, it, you can even go in and um, whitelist certain content. So it's not even like, it used to be just everything you owned, everyone had access to. But now when you're in a campaign, you can go through and say, okay, okay I want my players to have this and this and this. But you can, like, blacklist not the, access to like the adventure something. modules and right. stuff. So yeah. like, that way you can't look ahead and know what's coming. Exactly. Which, I mean, like, 
the argument for that is, is I do that with my Google Drive in 3.5. Yeah. Right, right, right. But my, people, that was all a big concern for people. But I was like, I mean, anyone could just go to a bookstore and flip through the book too. Exactly. Like, so it's yeah. like you have to trust your players. But like, also, it's nice. To anyone who's no going to look ahead in a D and D game yeah, is like not doing yourself. it right. Well, the, yeah, you're the worst. The main yeah. thing I like yeah, about if that, you're listening to this and that's something you do, if you fucking cheat and read the end of the fucking, fucking Pierce, book, yeah. you piece of shit, you are the worst kind of person. And I hope yeah. you well, are hit by a car and dragged for 30 feet. Why even piece I've, of shit? Why I've, even play if that's how you're going to be? I've like, never encountered someone like I that. I haven't either. So we when we when 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 COVID started and we had to switch to playing online, we used heavily digital dice and uh I got complaints about that from mostly Bryant, but yeah. also uh it just generally like people I that, spent way too much on all those goddamn dice not mm-hmm. to roll them. Well, people didn't like the Testify. fact that like the D, you know, it's 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 common practice for the DM to fudge rolls sometimes if it if it needs to happen, and with digital dice that can't happen because everything is just out in the open, and yeah. so what what's rolled is rolled, and you just go with it. Well, um, so we switched to uh, physical dice, and I was like, we'll see how this goes. And everyone is getting nat ones all the time, which tells me yeah, that- we started rolling as a whole worse. It's <laughs> a party. And, and well, what I'll say is that tells me that my group is playing for the right reasons. It means that they're there to play the game and to experience what happens to them and not try to like. And also, live out we're high enough <laughs> level to know that we have plot armor now. Well, yeah. And that, well, you're not trying to live out some crazy power fantasy where you're just always the winner. Like, that's every, everybody's cool with taking a punch to the chin every now and then. And that's, to me, that's where the drama comes from. Like, oh, we might fail, you know? And mm-hmm. that's, so like, that's like when, you know, I don't, that's why I'm not a big min maxer. I mean, I think some is, is good because you want to be you want to be competent yeah. uh, at what you're trying to do. But to, to like work, focus on like I want to make all the most optimal choices. It's like, well, you know. But then you don't get to get into your character. Right. You need there needs to be you build it to what you want. Right. How you're going to want to play. Well, that's, that's why I've recently come to really appreciate the concept of random roles, like randomly generated characters where you don't you don't pick what you are you just are, it's like life you you mm. you are what you are and you have to deal with it and like that's that's true that's why like dungeon crawl classics is a lot of fun that is that is the best way to do it i've never i've never is 3d6 down the line is crom <laughs> intended i've never built a dungeon crawl classics character i've played a bunch of random ones and and it's always fun yeah oh yeah what was the one you had so for those of you that don't know which is probably most of your audience Tanner <laughs> uh, there is this tabletop role playing system called Dungeon Crawl Classics that is built um in terms of rules and difficulty uh or in terms of like difficulty and threat of death more akin to like Dungeons and Dragons 2nd edition which is what I started mm-hmm. playing in and but like in terms of being able to pick it up and play it it's it's about five easy, e. like five e. Yeah, it's about five e. It's just you have to warn your players going in. I'm going to kill your yeah, character. Don't get attached. Don't get attached. Well, you to start anything, with four. which is the greatest <laughs> trick. The greatest trick a DM ever pulled is saying, "Don't get attached to that character because I'm going to kill it." And then they do, and then you kill it, and they get mad, and it's wow. great. But it's fine. Uh, yeah, you start with like four level zero characters, like commoners that have random stats and random crap. And if any of them survive the first game, that's your level one character. <laughs> and I love this fucking game. And there's... Uh, 
Five E isn't like that. There isn't we've, a threat. We've talked like about that. doing uh, adventure fight as DCC, and, and that that may happen at some point. But it's oh it's, yeah, it's a matter of just making the pieces fit together. But uh, didn't you have something else? That oh yeah, you, you had yeah. another uh, question. My Sorry. second question was the super nerdy one. Um, that wasn't so, the super nerdy one. No, no, no. That was okay. just really oh, about no. That was regular. Anything starting. you get okay. me started okay. on? Okay, on okay. That was just about sharing stuff on the site. Yeah. Okay, was that question because I thought of it. So I. Uh, long story short. If you share something with me, I can share it with the rest of my. No, no, no. Only people that are in my campaign. Okay. That that I that I approve uh, file sharing on, or I mean content sharing, have access to that. And then all like so so say you make a character with options you haven't purchased, right? And then you take that character and exit out of my yeah. campaign. That character still exists, and you can still play that character. I think you can even still level that character up. But you can't, like, if you take a thing away from it, you yeah. won't be able to add it back. Okay, I got you. Okay. Um, all right, so the nerdy question is about the actual content. Um, yeah. we're, we're moving to 5e, mm-hmm. uh, the fifth age, and I'm putting it in the Eberron campaign setting. Ooh. Okay. All right, so I we're like going to have, like, mechs and, well, n- maybe. Warforged. Yeah, Warforged. Warforged for sure. Uh, maybe some mechs, because yeah. I just sort of thought of that. Cause oh, yeah. That sounds um, like they're fun. They're definitely got 100% rails. rules for it. But they're basically, like, the rules for it is they're, like, automatons. They have, like, a bot. They're kind of like oh, a no, Warforged, no, no. I know, but, but different. Okay, all right. They're, uh, they're like a Warforged, but bigger. Cool. All right, but either way, <laughs> uh, that, there's, like, lightning rails and, like, flying machines and, yeah. like, you know. Fancy artificer guns and stuff like that. It's like technopunkers. Uh, yeah, is what the genre is. There, is. Magipunk. Is there any sort of recommendations you guys would have for like that sort of setting or like a starting? So there sort are of campaign. There are um, three books that have been released in fifth edition for Eberron. Um, it, one, one of them is official. The other one was uh, approved by Wizards of the Coast, and so it was released through DMs Guild, and you can get it on uh, D&D Beyond, um, but I think the official one overlaps that one. I know it, it, it updated I've got, symbols. I've got Rising from the last Yep, the last. Okay, one. yeah, that's the official one. There's a new one that just came out called Exploring Everon that's it's not D&D Beyond compatible because Wizards of the Coast didn't put it out. Uh, it is on DMs Guild, but Keith Baker, the guy who came up with Everon, did put that one out. So it is, it is like canon. It's just not like officially supported, but it, again, you could use the homebrew system to kind of plug a lot of that stuff in. Um, also because it's um, all, all the fifth edition book does is just update the rules. Um, any of the old Eberron books also like, as far as lore concerned are still valid because okay. the one thing about the Eberron set Eberron setting is it doesn't, it's not like, you know, like in forgotten realms, it's separate, yeah. yeah. Well, in Forgotten Realms, like, you know, if you play in like second edition, it takes place between these years. And then if you play in fourth edition, it's these years, hundreds of years later. So like you may not have the same NPCs running around and stuff. Eberron is a static setting where it's like Yeah, it's got the ring of Sybaris yeah. or yeah. whatever. Every yeah, every every edition is still in that same like you're starting day one, it's that same day one that the third edition campaign started in. And, See, mm. I think he's overcomplicating it. What you need to do is eat an eighth enough an eighth of an ounce of mushrooms <laughs> and see how far into Final Fantasy VII you can get <laughs> and then you're good. <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately my advice, and this is, you know, I mean, it's kind of a hokey popular thing to say, but it's, uh, you know, I mean, 
take what you like and throw out what you don't. It's your game. Yeah, yeah. that's what I've been doing. You yeah. don't have to. It does because your Eberron doesn't have to be Eberron. It can be you know, hey, I like a lot of this stuff, but I also want to fit my own crap in um, there. Yeah, that's, there's that's a really cool lore on. thing you can look at. Uh, it's based on a war. It's a war game that. Uh, I, I say love the idea of the last war, by the way, Ooh. and it works into the story that we're sort of working up to. My my players are at that at this point, Tanner, because you were with us at level one. Everybody's yeah. level nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just hit nineteen. Oh, we're wow. about to do like the final quest and stuff. We might play to like twenty one ish. Yeah, I, I don't think fifth edition has rules above twenty. Yet. I don't think so. Not official. Not official. But probably they do exist. Yeah, they're still but coming out with stuff. Yeah, too. all the time. Um, um, but yeah, that's when we're gonna switch. Is after that's all said and done. Gotcha. And then yeah, we're yeah. gonna start back at level one. Yeah, that's the way to do it in this new setting. So everything that I have planned, as far as the DM for the next like in-game five to 25 years or whatever, because it's like on a massive scale with kingdoms and stuff. Um, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to grow, and eventually it'll get to the last war, and that'll happen with like the Hundred Years War, and then ooh. the fucking, uh, the morning and all that shit. So you're saying your game now is an Eberron prequel? Yes. That's awesome. That's, that's a good way to, that's, that's, that's really interesting. Tight approach uh my my homebrew game is is i i use the whole multiverse but i also add to it because i do the rick and morty where there's an infinite amount of multiverses um and so like it's and, and kind of the plot is that uh little by little uh a, a, a being is destroying these other things because the being is trapped by the gods and the gods get their power from their followers so if you can destroy a whole reality you could take a whole chunk of a god's power away and eventually he's going to wear away enough to where he can break free. And so that's kind of what's going on. So like it's, it's, I'm running the, uh, the, the 5e book princes of the apocalypse, which is based on the old module, uh, the temple of elemental evil. Um, mm. and that, that module has been released throughout every edition of D and D. And so in my story, those other games happened and they lost. <laughs> and mine is the one that hopefully, I mean, it's up to them to win, but I kind of like he's, he mentioned, there's kind of plot armor because, you know, when you DM and you write an awesome like set oh, yeah. piece, you want the players to get there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, uh, what I was gonna mention is, <laughs> if you want some like good, really borrowable lore, um, look into the lore behind the war game War Machine, um, which I believe is either loosely based on the Eberron setting or uh, has some connection to it. Uh, but it's basically exactly that. It's like steampunk magic robots fighting elves and aliens and God knows what else. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff like that. Like in that, the whole story is like the elves died out, but all of their ghosts started like coming back and like they started coming back and they didn't have robots and then came back with like these robots that were amazing uh, it's very, very cool, and it's something you should check out. And right. if you like war games, get it, because it's cheaper than 40K. Right. Yeah, I love the idea of the Warforged and how they have, mm -hmm. like, the, uh, the whatever it's called. The, the chassis. I can't remember The living yeah. thing of crystal or whatever that keeps them alive yeah. and, like, is sentient. And, like, I think it's really cool they were just, like, created that way. Well, it's how you can make them, uh, like, a, like, I want people to play robots, but I also want, like, medicine to work on them, right. so they have yeah. to be alive, so it's... That's not how they worked in 3.5. Well, they're not, con in this, yeah. in, in, like, 5e, they're specifically not constructs. Yeah, in 3.5, yeah. they were specifically constructs. Yeah. Uh, which was cool, because, like, the box thing still existed, so, like, if the box got dis 
got destroyed, you were dead. Mm-hmm. But if the body got destroyed, you could put the box in another body and another chassis. The, oh, the only thing from Eberron we took in 3.5 was the Artificer. And oh, I don't yeah. even yeah. think that was... Uh, 5e here. has Artificer. It does now with, the, with, the, the, with yeah. the Rising from the Last War. Yeah. It's official yeah. now. Um, I, I did just want to point out, man, what a journey we've been on in this podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. God damn. <laughs> Think about how it started and where we're at now. Yeah. Well, it's because the beer got in us. Well, speaking well, of beer, we've, to, we've got two beers we need to things. talk about here. That's true. We, we do. do we already we drank one and just did not talk about yeah, it we, at all. We've still got a little bit. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> I, have, I have some left of mine. Uh, this, this yeah, black this is, is Well, we've talked about it before on here. This is Yazoo's Black is Beautiful. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. know about this beer? I, I, I know did only not, from but what I fucking love. Yeah, only that from what you shared. Delicious. I, I follow you on the socials, and I, you, yeah. you've been posting about it quite a bit. Also, I follow uh, another person. I can't think of her name, but she's like a a girl who's like an avid beer drinker, and her whole Instagram is dedicated to it. And I just uh, Kim. May, what's her what's her Instagram? I handle? think Kimbo Biro. No, not her. No. She I don't think she's local. I think she's okay. just a random person I found. But okay. she she was freaking out about it too. So I saw yeah. it, saw it in the fridge. I was like, oh, I've heard about this. Let's well, try. the neat thing about this is there's a bunch of them, but uh, I think Weathered Souls. I think they're out of Austin, Texas. Uh, Black owned brewery started this thing. They put all the marketing stuff, so all the labels, everything oh, wow. online, along with the recipe mm-hmm. to get other breweries to brew it. And then give all the proceeds to like a charity of their choice that helps inner city schools nice. or what have you. That's a good idea. And, uh, so yeah, all these different breweries have been brewing the Black is Beautiful, and it is a I can't remember. It's an imperial stout. At it tasted 10%. like it. They said on the uh, on that form that you can adjust it to what you're able to get. And stuff yeah, like Naked that. River did that. They took theirs down to like eight point one, I think, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I liked it a little better because, I mean, it's summer. I don't necessarily want to drink a 10% Imperial Stout all the time. (laughs) It's a good beer. But, uh, yeah, it's been really interesting to watch different breweries do different takes on it because, yeah, you can tweak it a little bit as you see fit. That's such a cool concept is, like, a collaborative beer. An open source beer. An open source beer (laughs) for charity. I mean, and they've got breweries all over the world doing it. Yeah, that's so tight, dude. That is so tight. What's the name of the brewery that like put the recipe out? Uh, Weathered Souls. Weathered Souls. Link me that. I'm going to try and find some of their stuff now. (laughs) Because someone that's ballsy enough to do that, I want to see what they don't share with the public. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a fine-ass beer. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. good. Well, and this isn't from Weathered Souls. This is just their recipe brewed by Yazoo. Yeah. Which is a natural But it's such a great recipe, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I do wish they would put... I mean, they've got Yazoo's logo on here, but I do wish they would put a little flavor text on here being like, hey, we uh, changed it in this way, or... That would be very cool of them, but but it's Yazoo. San Antonio, Texas, not Austin. Oh. It's damn good. Yeah, I uh, I actually brought, I work over at Big River at Hamilton Place, and I talk about our beer all the time. And I brought this up um, about a week back or so uh, to some of the higher ups because I used to work at the corporate office, so yeah. I still know a couple people, even though we shut down and started over and all that stuff. Um, so uh, more more on that to come. But I think we I think it's a good idea personally. I think it's I a think good I, idea I as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I'll, I'll keep you all posted. Yeah. It's good all posted. around. See if and then this... Uh, yeah, what's this other one? This, other this second beer I just poured, which is our second Atlanta beer for the night, is from uh, Halfway Crooks, which is in Atlanta, like I said. 
Um, I like their cans because it looks like a data blueprint. Yeah. I do like that a lot. But uh, there's a German style Helles. So a nice little loggy log at 4.8%. Not bad. Uh, fresh start. No bad memories. This will remove all except those that come standard. This process could take 20 minutes depending on your environment. I like that. That's mm. the control data. That's what they call their flavor text. That's and I great. I like that. They call it control data. It makes sense. That I tasted the beer adorable. as you were reading that. And, that is uh, adorable. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It tastes like a good like summer Saturday beer mm-hmm. when it's too hot outside. It's yeah. there. It's This gone. is a grill beer. Yeah. Yeah. This is a grill beer. I'd put this in my uh, cheese. A fresh start and no bad I'd memories. i that cheese. That's yeah. one. I, w- I want to just take a second and say, like, Brian's been living with me for not even a full year yet, and man, I I'm enjoying the perks. This guy can cook. Uh, I uh, I you know I, I I'm a heavy guy. I like I like to eat food, and uh, man, I just want to say you do an awesome job. It's been it's I, I'm I'm kind of spoiled. I I lived. My previous roommate was a, a lady, and she bragged about how she could cook, and she was a good cook. She, the three times she did it. <laughs> I would have loved you to be like, and that bitch couldn't cook shit. No, she was... <laughs> <laughs> this she was, shit, this bitch burned water. <laughs> she was a great cook the three or four times she did it. Uh, but Bryant, like, is obsessed with it, and he cooks yeah. all the time. And it's like, I get to, I get to just, like, soak... Because, I mean, he makes, like, a ton of food, and, and it's just, there's leftovers all the time. So I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm not going to hate on that. It, it's... Yeah. That's my... That's my southern coming out is like I don't know how to cook for less than a dozen people. Same, same. I have uh, such a hard time cooking for myself. But uh, like I, I've been doing a lot of like grill projects lately and stuff like that. And uh, so I tell everyone this recipe. There's a Gravy Boys episode about it uh, called Grilled Queso. Go watch it. Uh, all you got to do is you get some Velveeta, get a can of Rotel, oh, get yeah. a can of beer. Yeah, you get. A jalapeno, an onion, and some breakfast sausage. You brown the sausage with half the jalapeno and half the onion diced. Throw all of it into a sheet pan on the grill, offset. Get a bunch of wood chips on there so you get a bunch of smoke going. Close the lid, let it smoke for about 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and you have smoked cheese dip. Yeah. It is so easy to do. And if you're not doing it, you're fucking up every cookout you go to. And, and I'll say this, um, just, just again, you know, blowing more smoke up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he uh, he's made that dip a few times. It's always been good. I'm not I'm not saying it's never been good, but this last time, the dip he made for the episode, he brought some of it home, and I tried it, and it was the most smoky cheese I've ever had in my life. And when you watch the vi- the episode, you'll understand why. Yeah. It, okay. It's it looks good. like it looks like a fucking vape convention in that it grill. Does. <laughs> it does. It does because like I overchipped it, and then I tried that with some ribs like that next week, and I was like, oh, I'll just do some more chips. That's what it was missing. And then I did that, and a six-hour cook turned into a two-hour cook. <laughs> they came out good though with ribs with ribs yeah huh uh, it was basically instead of doing like six to eight hours at like 200 degrees i did like two hours at 400 ah. uh, they came out fine they came out fine they were a little dry but they were fine um but yeah i've been cooking a lot in quarantine uh that is how i put on my quarantine 15 yeah and mine, but yeah, <laughs> but you, did you guys catch the quarantine 15? No, I, I think, think I, I did at the beginning. 
Yeah, I uh, I was drinking way too much at the start of this yeah, thing. I like still way am. too much. Lame. I was enjoying the greatest drinking deal in town, which is at Riverside Wine and Spirits. Um, <laughs> I was buying these. It was like a I can't remember if it was a thirty six pack or a forty pack of these those Tremont Tectonics. Yeah, or it was the Tectonic. Are you from Hutton and Smith? We're and, professionals, uh, <laughs> Ian. We're supposed to be here? fucking a professional. How My mom is calling, and, and no one ever calls me, so I didn't think to, to, to <laughs> um, I'll talk to her later. Uh, yes, I hope you do. I will. Yeah, I'll, everyone I'll, calls I'll, I'll, I'll call her as mom, well. I was wow. busy. I was in the oh middle, God, of, I was in the middle of a quasi-ad read. <laughs> and but, uh, and now we're trying to get the greatest get of them all, which is Ian's mom on the show. Hold on, yeah. okay, hold on, hold on a second. Let me let How me do this. Dare she? Okay, hold on. Oh. Hey, what's up, mom? Speakerphone, Mr. Important over here. Hey, uh, I, I I'm re- I'm recording a podcast right now. You want to be on it? Hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to put you on speakerphone. No, you're not, she says. Say hi to everybody, Mom. Hey there. Hello, everybody. Hi, Ian's mom. Yeah, that's why I was that's why I was rejecting your calls. I was like, I'll text her and like I mean we're probably gonna wrap up in the next like few minutes, but I just it was like, Oh yeah, my mom's calling me. It was like what unprofessional motherfucker with your phone on. I'm like, Well, you know, I gotta but uh (laughs) not not on, just like not even silence. Volume, <laughs> volume maximum. Up. You ha- you're using your ringer. I don't know anyone that uses a ringer anymore. I heard that through my headphones. This is what happens then when you ignore your mother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 mom, you'll be proud. We've we've been saying a lot of bad things about the president on this episode. So, oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> my mom can hang. <laughs> your mom's right, dope. Your I'll, mom's awesome. I'll call you when we're pulling out of here. I just want to <laughs> let you know what's going on. All right, bye, mom. Bye, Bye, mom. (laughs) (laughs) She seems pretty rad. We can give her. We can give her credit. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, what the fuck was I talking about? About this really great beer deal at Riverside Wine and Spirits on Manufacturers Road. So Hunt and Smith Brews. uh, They were brewing it for Tremont. It was the Tremont Tectonic, and then they started canning it. Well, it's sixteen ounce cans. You get thirty six or forty of them for like forty five dollars. Is that still going on? Yeah, it's uh, still down there. You can go get them anytime. I just uh, had to quit buying them. You personally. want to make a stop on the way home? I mean, it's, it on our, it's on wait, the way. It's they, like okay, thirty six so, forty of those sixteen well, ounce beers. I, I calculate, yeah, and I ca- I figured it out. Like the reason it's a deal is you're paying six dollars a pop for one of those at Tremont. Yeah, if you go out down there when we used to be able to, you go down there at six dollars a pop to get one of those at Tremont. You're paying like I can't remember what it was because I get a little discount down there. But it's like roughly like a dollar seventy-five or something. Yeah, that's yeah, that's dang. And uh, yeah, best. I was drinking way too many of those at the start of quarantine, and then uh, I've actually not been drinking a lot recently. I love how like this is a cautionary tale, and we're making plans to go buy this beer. No, no, I'm advertising because it's a fantastic it's deal. It's a fantastic I'm deal, capable. and if and if you're depressed and self-medicating, it's cheaper medicine. Yes, mm. and that's where I was at, and I am a mm-hmm. I can handle my shit. I realized I was drinking too much, so I backed off. I'm still doing the podcast. I'm fine. I was just <laughs> drinking a little too much at the start of quarantine. And, uh, yeah, I had nothing to do but cook and drink. So that's what I did. Yeah. But, yeah. You got to come over uh, soonish. I mean, 
uh, we've already uh, uh, crossed quarantine boundary a little bit here. We're yeah. we're social distanced at the I mean, table. Yeah, our germs are all that. shared at this point. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, we shook hands and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you guys got to come each over other the and uh, I'll make something at some point. Come hang out and I'll cook. Yeah. Because uh, I have enjoyed like getting into doing that a lot more lately. Yeah. I've and been I'm cooking a lot. Good at it. Like I'm trying to think of. Uh, I made some really good stir fry the other night. Ooh. Yeah, it was like all veggie too. Oh, very oh, impressive. Damn. Yeah, and it was kind of a last minute thing. That's what I was proud of. Is I took like a veggie tray I'd bought and like the leftover veggies from that, along with some other veggies I just had. It was very last minute. Like, oh, I'll make some stir fry and rice. And the improvisation is what made me proud of myself there. But I'm I'm a halfway decent cook as well. I fuck up Asian food. Like every time yeah. I do it, I'm terrible at it. I fuck it up like every single time. It's because but, it's because you're a rich spice guy, which works yeah. really well. Like yeah. you do really well with like Italian stuff. Yeah, my, like, you, need my some, you need some fish sauce and some oh, Thai yeah. sweet chili sauce. Yes, I fucks with that in a big way. But uh, my spaghetti with meat sauce is better than your mother's. Yeah, it okay. it it's, is better than all. Well, of my your mother's, mother's wasn't that good, but mine's pretty good. No, it's mine it, is better. It's ridiculous. Like I mean, like it's it's a it's a treat. Whenever it gets to happen, I, I keep me, like, God, you think it's probably bad now? He made some this weekend. Um, I think today's probably the last day we can make it. Oh, we can man. eat it. I was going to say, I, now, I, next time you come on, I want you to make some spaghetti and I'll make some spaghetti. All right, cool. And um, we'll, we'll try them on the We'll episode. have the challenge. We'll have yeah. the challenge. Like, I make mine entirely in this, like, ancient Dutch oven from the 70s I inherited. That might be the key. That's part of it. That I think, might be the key. I think yeah. that's part of it. It may be um, nothing you're doing in that. When, when I serve it to you, I will explain what all my secrets are and why that makes mine better. I'll tell you, man. I, I got I made some this. leftovers of your spaghetti the other day, and you know what I found in it? A huge chunk of unmelted cheese. Yes. Yeah, you just spoiled the biggest secret. No, no, no. Oh. No, it was awesome. Yeah, I know. That's my, that's my, <laughs> so that's my secret. That's my secret, that's secret with a bolognese or any kind of meat cheese. sauce is uh, I take a Parmesan rind. Mm-hmm. Not the actual cheese itself. Like I grate an entire block of parm and then I throw the rind in the sauce and I let it stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, I use like when available, fresh basil, uh, fresh oregano, fresh uh, uh, everything that I can get into it. And uh, this time it came out a little spicier because I accidentally dumped way too much red pepper into it. But no, my spaghetti sauce will uh, dunk on your spaghetti sauce, sir. Okay, Damn. no, I'll take the challenge. It's on. It's on I'll now. Take, it's on. I'll now. take the challenge. I'll also yeah. I'll, I'll also volunteer myself as judge, impartial. Okay. Except I do have to. You live don't with eat him. meat. Do I don't. You? I don't eat meat. God I, damn I can, it! I can make a very. No, a vegetarian variant of mine very easily. The, he can't. He can't. The yeah. beef fat is very important yeah. to mine. Yeah. <laughs> Because what I'm making, it's not like my marinara is also excellent. It's marina, but okay. What we should do <laughs> is I'll be the taste <laughs> judge and he can be the smell judge. Mm, I'm sure it'll smell okay. amazing. I, and yeah. I don't know. We can find we can find someone to be the third judge. Yeah. We yeah. can be the feel judge who sticks their hands in both sauces. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in the age of COVID, this we'll one man was a legend. <laughs> <laughs> he dared he. He he burned every bridge in front of him and cared nothing about the convention. I don't know where I'm going with that. That's yeah. gonna be David Blaine's next stunt. Is uh, eating that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! But no, uh, come over soon. I'll I'll smoke some ribs. Oh yeah, it'll be a good time. Oh yeah, I'm down for I'll that. I'll smoke a I'll smoke a pork butt. Actually, uh, I'm gonna try and smoke a pork butt on Sunday. Okay. Summer Slam. 
Wrestling okay. time. Okay. Yep, which means I'll be drunk. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, that sounded bad. That sounded like oh yeah, <laughs> wrestling's on. So yep, I'll be. Daddy's gonna be drunk. <laughs> so I'll be drinking to deal with it. No, I. I. Uh, you know. I mean. People who've who've heard me on the show before know that I'm not I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, but like living with him, I've kind of been forced to deal with a lot more of it. And it's, yeah, you have. And, and and I, you know, you know, I'm finding I'm finding some some very like things that I actually look forward to. Where I'm like before it was just like oh this is gonna be on. The thing I was looking forward to before was always just friends and snacks. Yeah. And now it's like oh I actually want to see what this yeah, ma- it, what happens. And in this now match. it's friends and snacks and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. <laughs> every 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 match that I get soaked about has Orange Cassidy in it. <laughs> yeah. He's he's he is. Uh, I will I will send you some of his stuff. Uh, he <laughs> wrestles with his hands in the po- in his pockets. Oh he is God. the king of sloth style. He's too cool for school. It's the best he's thing too ever. Cool. His like his merch, his T shirt that blew up and made him famous, is a picture of him. Right. Wearing a T shirt with a picture of him. Naturally. Wearing a T shirt with a picture of him. Yeah. Okay. And he's the shit. And if you're not a fan of Orange Cassidy, you don't like entertainment. <laughs> he plays D and D now too. He was on yeah. He's on stream. yeah. He's on the AEW D and D game. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's God. This is a weird world. D and D isn't well. 2020 D&D, baby. D&D is like, like, there to do when yeah. everyone is fucking like. I want to see people and interact with people. D and D is the perfect thing. So yeah. But I want to like, do something less awkward than sitting in a Zoom and saying, "Well, how are you doing?" Yeah. I was going to say, like, I mean, anyone out there, if you're like, if you're, if you, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not well. And I think that that applies to a lot of people. And if you feel that way and you feel like you need connection, um, find, you know, reach out and find people like, you know, follow me on, you know, that sounds self-serving. Follow me on my, my stuff. But I mean, like if you, if you hit me up and ask me, Hey, how can I find a D and D game? I've got a ton of places I can show Honestly, you. um, if you have discord already, join the Chattanooga RPG right, that's, Society discord. Uh, follow them on Facebook. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I was kind of getting yeah. to. It's like that that that's a great resource. If, if you're, I mean, I imagine most of the listeners are local. So if you're if you're if you're in Chattanooga, there's definitely already <coughs> communities set up for that mm-hmm. via Facebook and Discord, the Chattanooga RPG Society. I'm the mod of the Discord, which is a little slower, I think. But I mean, like. Again, more. That's up to the people who join. I, well, I slowly, exclusively post memes. Slowly, people are figuring out that Facebook is cancer and that uh, and that uh, Discord is heaven. Mm-hmm. And I well, think- Facebook is cancer and Discord is like chemo, but like inexpensive <laughs> chemo. What's the? It's Kmart chemo. It's free. Discord now. is cancer, but only the cancers you want. <laughs> <laughs> Discord is Discord's a mole that makes you look kind of cute. Yeah. It's like a, it's a beauty mark. It's a beauty mark is what Discord is. It's the Cindy, it's the beauty mark on Cindy Crawford. Oh How God. are we not canceled? Oh no, it's coming. It's it just, is. It's just a matter of me, Thanks, you feeding me too much beer on one of these episodes. I'll tell you what the truth is about the economy. <laughs> and I'll somehow talk about the economy and ruin my life in the same, in the same process. I don't know exactly uh, how that'll happen, but we'll see. It'll happen for sure. It's it's only it's I'm, I'm, I I I consider myself in the mindset that I have and the way like being on Twitter now, especially. I'm living on borrowed time. It's just a matter <laughs> of time before someone goes back. I actually did I, go back, and before I used Twitter regularly, I would make drunk tweets all the time, and I went back and deleted a bunch of those because there was one like I don't care if I like a rap song, I get to sing every word. And I'm like, no, <laughs> let's get rid of that. That's not how I feel anymore. You can't, like you, <laughs> as you're deleting it, you're 
drafting the apology. Yeah, but <laughs> oh man, mm-hmm. I yeah. supporting the I'm artist. So glad I never hopped on that bandwagon. Oh man, right. yeah. I tr- I've mm-hmm. tried Twitter. I have been trying Twitter forever. Like mostly my Twitter is just me tweeting about wrestlers and typically at wrestlers. Now, I tried it when it first came out, but my tweets I remember, and this account may still be out there, but it was stuff like. Going to get a pizza. Yeah. No, I mean, like, that's yeah. what it's for. That's really what it's for. Um, my cares? my thing was like, I was like, oh, I'm done with Facebook. I'm going to use Twitter and just curate my follows towards only like Dungeons and Dragons content. And also at the time, Yang Gang, because I was, you know, that was still happening. Yang Gang is still pretty prevalent in my, my feed, but also like. Mine uh, as well. But also like D&D content. But my thought was like the Yang Gang will be the political, but then the D&D will be my break from the political. And oh my God, D&D Twitter is so political. <laughs> it's, really? It's actually like, it makes me angrier more than the president does because it's just people that are so, intr- like the one thing that I can't stand and it happens. It's, like, it's Tumblr with dice. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's people who are just entrenched in ideals and like, like here's a good example. And again, this is, this is me treading on that ground that might get me canceled. Um, so there was recently. Hey, don't get canceled before our show. Hold on, and I, I have for Saturday. I have. Please wait until like Sunday morning to get canceled. I have the right opinion, which is. Oh God damn it! No, don't no. we all? So recently, there was there's a big thing that's come out. It's it's kind of a it's kind of my my D and D Twitter feed is is full of it. It's this idea of a combat wheelchair because the person who, who wrote the rules for this is in a wheelchair and wanted a character that they felt like more fit who they were. And I heard this and I was like, Oh cool. You know, that's, that's neat. That's, that's a good idea. And apparently I heard this rant in the kitchen last week. So I'm just going to go ahead and hang myself <laughs> now. Well, apparently people are upset about it and like, they're like, no, because with healing spells, no one would ever be paralyzed. And I was like, well, f- fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> The whole game is imaginary. Why are you true? Why are you nitpicking about how other people choose to play D anD D? So absolutely, I think the combat wheelchair is perfect. I think it's yeah, absolutely a valid option. Yeah, you know, I mean it's 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 a great idea. People for, have homebrewed way dumber. Right. What's it's not, I, mean, I don't even think it's dumb. I think it's it's a it's a it's a it's a good way to make people feel like D anD D is for them. And and I have yeah. I'm of the opinion D anD D is for everybody. The person who came up with this actually is even like works in the industry and works for other RPG companies and writes for RPGs. So they, they actually knew what they were doing when they put it together. I didn't, I didn't necessarily mean dumber. I mean, no, like, no, I know, I know, know I know. like random, like not really fitting I'm, into the world. Like I'm just covering my own ass. That's yeah. all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. But, I, didn't, uh, I didn't really mean dumber. But like, this, this oh, is where and D and D. This is where it gets a little controversial. The person then used the the exposure they're getting from this to make it like this is why D and D needs to hire more disabled people to write for this. Like, okay, hold on now. You expect a toy company because let's be honest here. And I love D and D, but it's a toy company. They make a toy, and then I'm an adult who plays with toys. I get that. I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. It we, happens. But you like they can't hire someone from every. Like I know representation is important, and being like you know uh, diverse is important. I, and I I agree with all those things. But when you actively are going like okay. This game because I like it needs someone who's working on it who fits my exact thing, and this person works in the industry and they're pitching a fit about it. It's like it seems at that point where it becomes a little uh, ass sucky and self serving. Dumb. And, and I don't. And I and it's and it's like I don't want the wrong opinion because my opinion is 
What you guys can't see right now, because this is an audio medium, is how Ian's shoulder is actually about to come out of socket. (laughs) From me pointing. From him jerking himself (laughs) off. I'm just going to give himself tennis elbow. I think there's a reasonable (laughs) place to be on this, which is yes, the combat wheelchair is an awesome idea. I think I'm actually I've seen some of the minis and they're like, yeah, people. No, no, it's 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 blown up. Like many companies have made made minis. Uh, D&D put out like not content, but like online content that promotes it. So it's like it's weird to see the company itself promoting homebrew, but that's that. I mean, it's it's just such a good idea. Like, hey, if you if you if you want if if you need to play a character like this now this the game facilitates it because it is the game that can do anything why shouldn't you be able to do this mm-hmm. it only makes sense then when you start using that as a platform for the hiring practices of the toy companies for the toys you like to play with and you work in the toy industry and you're that kind of person i'm like eh, you know i don't want to i don't want i it's like it's biting my tongue to be like that's like you're you're being a little self-serving and ass sucky like you're you're is it for the greater good or is it for you? You know, and that's that's yeah, homebrew, homebrew whatever you want. That's the point of it. No, exactly. I mean, like, I think, like for real, a hundred percent, it is canon in adventure fight lore, and this is a homebrew thing. Goblins have two buttholes. Yep, we decided right. it last the I've last heard game. About that. And yeah, goblins have two buttholes. Does the shit come out like so? Both uh, at well, the same sort time? of. Um, there's one for solids. There's the PP hole for the liquids, and then there's the middle hole for the between. And so it make, we decided it makes goblins for the soupy squirts. Dunks. Yeah, for the soupy dumps. Well, it makes it makes goblins easy to track because you can like ah. it looks like. Oh, this one's sick. Yeah, it's like oh. <laughs> this pile of dung. It's is, like a leather puncher. Yeah, it's like yeah. this, this pile row. of this pile of dung is brown and green. <laughs> it's both soupy and doughy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's by the way. That's also like some Ian Sharp shit where I like have started describing my. My uh, poops by their consistency because we're stuck together all the all fucking the time. time, all the time, and he'll look at me dead in the eyes and say, "Hey, I'm gonna go take a soupy dump." <laughs> I'm <gonna> go, <laughs> or, or even worse, this is the most unsettling one where I say, "Ah, yeah, I gotta go make soup," <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so gross because you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> walk, he will walk out of his fucking bedroom and just go, "Ah, it was, was more of a stew," and. I, <laughs> It's so fucking funny. I die laughing every time, but also the image is burned into my head (laughs) of stewy dumps. That implies chunks. It's a chowder. There's there's liquid. (laughs) Attorney at law. It's it's like it's like it started to digest and then just gave up halfway through. (laughs) Man, what a journey this podcast has been. Yeah, I need to wrap this thing up. Oh, can we not talk about trouser chowder more? <laughs> we started off. Hey, we started off talking about politics, and we brought it around full circle, baby. Yeah, trouser <laughs> yeah. chowder in yeah. Washington. Yeah, bullshit uh, all around. Where, uh, which you guys may have mentioned, you don't have the link yet, but um, I, I mean, I'll post it. The on link will get posted stuff. for YouTube. Yeah, uh, Twitch e- is Twitch at Adventure Fight. Yeah, right? Adventure Fight yeah. on Twitch. Um, the easiest way to get to the YouTube, I think, is to go to, to follow us on Instagram, which is Instagram Adventure Fight, and then just look at the link that's in the bio, and that'll take you right to our YouTube, and you can follow us there. Once you're followed, you just go to YouTube and, and I, check your subscription. And I double-checked it. It's just at, at Adventure Fight on Facebook. Yep. Um, and fucking oh they gave us. they gave you the name apparently they did yeah because i mean i've been done they, they, yeah they, it wasn't the name it's the url yeah which I'm, nobody gives a shit about a url on fucking facebook i made it yeah. i made a big show of things leaving they ought to know that i'm not coming back yeah you did 
you did make a scene on the way out. You were yeah. you were what a was, Karen, and Facebook was an Applebee's. I feel and like I did, I did the Irish <laughs> well, goodbye. I, I just kind of. Oh no, I, I I was like, give me your phone numbers if you give a fuck. I'm out. We had an out of town gig on my birthday, and I woke up the next day and was like, today's my last day of Facebook, and I just proceeded to post like the truth. <laughs> That I don't want to talk about, and uh, did not read any responses, and then went, then like left, left it up for a day so people could soak in all the shit I was posting, and mostly, I think it was mostly like calling people out for like you are all self, like it's like most of you are activists, but you're not really like you, you just want to look like them. And, uh, like Coffee that, shop revolutionary. That's that, and that's yeah. honest to God how I fucking feel. I've been yelling feel. about that a lot. I feel lately. like, <laughs> like here's the thing. Here, here, here's the thing. And, and you know, you saw the rant that I posted in private about this. And I like when, when the George Floyd thing happened and all the stuff exploded, um, obviously I, I, I'm a, I have a fucking soul and I thought that that was horrible and I still think it's horrible. And I think that we need incredible uh, stuff. I, what, upset me was the um the bandwagoning and the the people like i am an ally and it's like you won't be in two weeks when another news story comes out and look where we are now you still see the same people pitching a fit no you don't i was kind of i was kind of i wish i had been more vocal because the point was to rile people up so that we we would still see the same fervor until change actually happens but man most people fucking calm down they're not mad about it anymore and it's to me that's just proof that i was right yeah and that i was like you know what like that because that's like that that's what upset me the most like i you know i didn't get involved i didn't do a lot of speaking out or protesting and stuff like i said my comments were mostly private but you know it's just the fact that i I feel like it's people fucking love to wave a flag and not actually fight for the cause you know and that Mm -hmm. that 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 Mm -hmm. to me is is upsetting but that's my that's my i'm gonna get down off my fucking and right back to (laughs) soupy dumps all right and on that note, uh, yeah, get down down to Merchants on Main. Like I said at the top of the show, I've got some prints down there. They're exclusive to Merchants on Main. Then they've got, like, furniture. They've got a nice vinyl collection, gifts, all that good stuff. And then Riverside Wine Spirits on Manufacturers Road. They're still doing curbside pickup. You can call ahead and get them to put an order together. And then uh, they also do delivery through Grizzle or Drizzle or whatever that was called. Jizzle? I don't know. And then uh, you can find us on the Hopped Up Network at thehoppedupnetwork.com and then at brewchat.com, and that's brewchat uh, on Instagram or anything else. So, yeah, two words, two Ts. So, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. If we fail, at least we can die knowing we tried. Very well, sir.